Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Do You Say Anime, I am your host Peter. On today's episode, Miles, Rifle, and myself will be reviewing the recently completed spring season and sharing our thoughts on the gems and rubble that we watched. Today's episode will contain spoilers in our review, so if you are looking to avoid those in the description below, there will be timestamps for the 10 shows we will be reviewing today. So without further ado, boys, let's jump right into the lesbian golf anime that we've all been waiting for, Birdie Wing. Uh, I think that this one was a culture shock for all of us. It was a show that we didn't see coming that we enjoyed to our heart's content. It is a masterpiece beyond like recognition. Gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on the cult classic Birdie Wing. Birdie Wing. It, it, God, this is going to sound, I can't say this without it sounding like a joke. Um, Birdie Wing is amazing. It's like, really really good i thought it was freaking awesome um i had so much fun with it i like loved every character with it i i am a sucker for like things that shouldn't be over dramatic being over dramatic uh like Yu-Gi-Oh. they're playing a children's card game but like also people's souls are on the line and like things like that so like birdie wing is Yu-Gi-Oh, but with golf mafia lesbians so you know it was it was so much fun so much insane things happened um you know like when you had the cyborg arm on the lady in the post credit scene at that it, it just sort of i think it showed what the show could be um you know that they were basically just throwing all caution to the wind they were doing whatever they wanted to do and i was uh on the train uh, the entire time. So uh, I loved Birdie Wing. I thought it was fantastic. Rifle? Uh, I originally wasn't going to watch Birdie Wing. Uh, everyone in the Discord was talking about how peak cinema it was. Uh, only reason why I actually started watching was someone streamed it, and I watched like halfway into the season. So there were a lot of questions that I had. Like the side, <laughs> the arm, or the uh, what was it there? Uh, golf fight where uh, the balls hit each other. I was just like, "What anime is this?" And so the next day, I went and proceeded to start from the beginning. And like Miles said, it really has that type of Yu-Gi-Oh-esque vibe where it takes something normal and goes to extreme with it with the mafia and killing people on top of that this was one of the most like outrageous shows that i've seen in a long time to me it kind of felt like that they were writing the story while they were producing the anime there's like a specific scene where eve goes to japan to follow uh oi or i or whatever her name is um and she's not from japan and then she just knows japanese and they're like how do you know japanese and she's just like i guess i just do and that's and then they just move on from that and those are the type of scenarios that i really enjoyed with watching this show just how obscure it was that of those mafia that has millions if not billions of dollars invested in golf that they can create this um world or like this this is like one whole golf course out of like an ai system that they can yeah, it, create it's a rogue like golf course yeah 
Yeah. They're, they're playing Hades on golf. It's just like... A procedurally generated golf course. And it's oh, just like... Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. And it's just like, of course, the person that um, Eve is playing against in this match has uh, poison tits where she unzips her shirt and then she smells her and starts getting disoriented. It's like, yeah, why not? Like, let's just add to this. Um, Was there anything like in this show like that, that like really stuck out to you? Cause those were a few of the things that like really stuck out to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to bounce off of something that you mentioned. Uh, I think the Japanese thing, I think that that's going to come back around. Um, okay. I expect because Eve knows nothing about her past, that one of her parents is Japanese. Um, I think it is possible that like, someone maybe you know i don't know in the in the golf world had a kid at first i thought it might have been like a switched at birth sort of scenario because um always mom has blonde hair and eve has blonde hair um but they're they're i think at this point just 100 percent committed to the romance angle between the two of them which i'm super excited about (laughs) um but um you know, I, I think that, like, that's something that they're going to play with. I don't know. There were just so many, like, to me, the fact that they were able to tone down the scope of it so much, and it was still super interesting, where they go, like, okay, we finally defeated the golf mafia. Time for a school arc. And yep. the school arc was awesome. Like, <laughs> it, you know, to me, that was, like, it just shows how well done it was, because they could do whatever scope they wanted to. It could be absurd. It could be... uh absurd but grounded in reality um and it was still you know they played mini golf i love that like to settle like some sort of argument or something they just play some putt putt i don't know the whole show is amazing how about you rifle yeah when i was watching this i just thought this was a power shonen sports show where they just and they do it in the latter half where they're just really trying to show off their powers so to speak uh, like that one girl who puts herself in the zone where no senses can disrupt her. And then I really like the first half where in some of their battles, like you said, they used tricks to mess with their opponents, which I thought was kind of fun. Like the uh, the mentor person, uh, the one who had the arm, uh, supposedly she it helped her with her drives, I think, where it took the pressure off her swings. I'm trying to, th- in the first episode, didn't, like, Eve play in, like, a major tournament and she wore, like, a like a skin mask over her face? Yes, to pretend to be a professional who wasn't coming back from injury as quickly. As yeah. She so I, they I, hired Eve. They, to- they, they hired this 15-year-old girl to, it looks like they're playing at St. Andrews, where, where the British Open is played. Yes. And she goes from that to the Mafia to a high school tournament. It's just like there's no structure, which is great because that's like the show itself is just. It's like an, the, it's an ad. They're they're pulling stuff out of a hat. Like that's what it feels yeah. like. It's just like what's next after like the high school tournament. It's just like, oh, guess what? They go. The next arc is they're in college and they're now they are uh, they have a beer pong tournament. Like who cares? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's so awesome. I know, right? Like it doesn't matter. Like they can do anything. Like if the next arc was like a laser tag tournament, like who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they could do anything they want with the show. And it, it, it'd be fine because 
it's just it's just what it is that's what birdie wing is it's just a hodgepodge of themes and scenarios and lesbian mafia and everything together it's just it's just a bundle of joy i love this show me too um let's uh i I don't know if there's like a whole lot to say because like that that's what the show is based off our review it's just like it's it's all of this together and if you're not watching it you should that being said i thought the show was just like okay um in terms of like, like really thinking about it there were some like really bad production issues especially with them walking or running on the golf course there's like a specific scene um where it's it's the episode where Eve shoots it through the forest and doesn't hit a tree and then they're coming up on the green and the the background is flat and then they just move the characters forward as if they're getting closer to the camera but you don't see them moving it's just them getting bigger so like there's some like really low budget MS Paint style editing at points but that being said, the show itself is super fun. I had a great time watching this. I'm personally going to give this like a seven. It's getting a second season. I'm really looking forward to it. I think a thing that we didn't mention that should be mentioned is that the soundtrack for this anime is amazing. Venus the Line. main riff they have. Venus Line is honestly probably my least favorite song. Ooh. That was like, played I know, please, Jay, don't crucify me. But I love the ED. I think it's super good. Um, but the the like saxophone or trumpet or whatever it is rift rift they do when um one of the main girls is like doing good at golf or whatever like gets me pumped every time I hear it. Um, this isn't a meme. I gave the show a nine. I wow. freaking love it. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. I I just I I had so much fun watching it. It was just I, every week I was like refreshing to try to like get my birdie wing on. I was looking forward to it a ton and like it is, I, I just didn't care about the production here. You know, that's why it's not a 10 because like as you said there are some flaws. It's not perfect but um, you know other than the if, if they weren't limited by budget it would be perfect. So, <laughs> so, uh, so 9 out of 10 for me. Love it. Uh, yeah, so honestly, it was fun. I really enjoyed Eve's uh, skill, her her arsenal, where she has the rainbow bullets. I found that to be fun, and I want to see more because we still like need two more colors to see wherever they were. Yeah, we're give me violet uh, bullet. <laughs> uh, we still got we still need orange bullet. Ooh, orange bullet. But yeah, so it was fun seeing these powers they all had. Uh, I liked the soundtrack they had as well. I'm uh, not like Miles. I did like that opening. <laughs> I liked the opening. I just thought it was the weakest part of the soundtrack. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see the stuff like Pete said about the uh, that those animations, but I did see that they reused some stuff like the... Uh, the arena golf course they had uh, for like two episodes. They reused the animation of them uh, moving around the tracks and whatnot. That had to have been 80% of their animation budget. <laughs> yeah. I, understand, I understand why they would reuse that. <laughs> it's understandable. But I had fun with it, surprisingly. I liked it. Nothing wrong with the show. Uh, I gave the show uh, 8 out of 10. 
All right. So we got a seven, eight, and nine of Birdie Wig. I think that's a pretty respectable score. And it turns out like the mouse score is like a 7.5. So, hey, it works out. Um, yeah, Birdie Wing, check it out if you have not. Uh, the show, though, that we're reviewing next, I'm pretty sure everybody who watches seasonal anime watch the show. And we're talking about Peak Shonen, uh, Move Over Big Three, uh, Anya is Better Than Luffy. We have Spy Family, a show that is near and dear to my heart. I am caught up on the manga. I love this story. I was so happy that it got adapted and the adaptation was fantastic. Gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on Spy Family and its first core. Yeah, I I mean, I really love Spy Family. I think that it started so strong. I think it was like episode five, which is supposed to be one of the weaker chapters of the manga, um, was probably my favorite episode of the show that we saw. Um, That's the castle. The, one, the castle. Yeah, where, where Lloyd fights all the people and stuff. Like, I thought that was awesome it was just such a fun episode um anya is an amazing character um the animation was done super well the soundtrack was great it has an amazing op and an amazing ed the world they're in is intriguing like i'm excited you know they're doing like a pretty slow adaptation which is one of my i guess minor complaints about it that um it just sort of seems to be moving slowly um but you know despite that the world is interesting and i'm excited to like learn more about it and i think it's just part of it is just i wish i had more immediately you know mm -hmm. like they would just bombard my senses with more spy family um you know i i think that i i'm really excited to see how their family dynamic grows and i hope they don't take like too long to do things like that like there's obviously going to be a lloyd in your romance at some point I'm not sure how long they'll take to do that. Um, but I hope that's not like a, at the end, now they kiss kind of thing. You know, it's like a, something that they develop and then they have to figure out how to work their jobs through this new development and all of that. So, um, you know, that, I expect that, to, I don't expect that like next season, but like to see them planting more seeds and stuff currently. I felt like these first 12 episodes were sort of like, an introduction to the world still. Like, I don't think we really got into the main plot and the main intrigue yet. Um, but it was only how many episodes of the manga did they adapt? Uh, to each, you know? So, uh, so the, the, the third, the 12th episode of yes. spy family are the bonus chapters from, so really it adapted in terms of like the real story, the 11 episodes of content. And I think it was somewhere in like the 14 to 15 chapters, which is yeah. funny that you brought up the pacing because so many people complain about, for instance, let's say a few years ago, no where they cut 90 chapters of the, the story so they could fit it into 12 episodes. Spy family, we're getting one to one or two to one chapter adaptations and it's like too slow. So it's really funny trying to find like this middle ground of like how many chapters should we adapt into one episode? And it's wild. Like you said, episode five is one chapter. And in, in the manga, me personally, I think it's the worst chapter. It's so fast. There's like no like a uh, hurrah like we get in the anime. And they just I, I thought the adaptation was just brilliant. I feel like if you read it and then you watch it, you'd be like, holy shit, this is so good. But if you're just watching it from um anime only i definitely get like your viewpoint uh rifle what were like your thoughts 
on um Spy Family. One of the nice things I liked was it wasn't a focus, but it was there, and it was Lloyd's spy stuff, where you see him using his equipment, but it's not like a show where it's like overly explaining his utilities. Like it shows them putting on the what is it those masks to be someone else or he's using ciphers to figure out his next mission. It was all layered throughout the show. And I really like that aspect. Uh, like the one episode where he has to send a message to his HQ saying, I have a port mission. I need to host a party at this castle. And every agent comes over and gears up and starts fighting him thinking it's an actual mission. And I'm like thinking to myself, this is the extent this organization has. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, like the like the, the it's limitless. It feels like. Yeah, I also liked Anya was like best girl this season. She was just so uh, adorable with her, uh, just her reactions to a lot of stuff, especially her uh, smirk whenever she did something. The, her face. It put a smile. Yeah, it put a smile on my face. I will say. I do think there were some parts of the show, like not enough uh, your time. Agreed. That I really wanted to see more. And I hope for the next core, we might see her actually do more stuff. Maybe actually see her do a mission. But aside from that, it was really elegant anime this season. Nice. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for the manga. Your does get her time. Don't worry, fans. If that that is a complaint, but... Hold on to your, uh, you might have to be a little patient. Uh, Miles, you brought up like the soundtrack and I found the numbers for the OP and ED compared to all the other, um, OP and EDs from the season, uh, that was on Spotify. The number one, uh, anime opening or ED was the ED from Spy Family comedy at 35 million. The OP was second at 28 and a half million. And then number three was the Skeleton Knight OP at 7.6 million. So the difference between number one and number three for music is five X. And that just shows like how many people were not only tuned into this show, but went out of their way to listen to the music that they had available for spy family. And I think that's one major factor. I personally have mixed nuts on like my uh, workout playlist. I think that's that song slaps. It brings the energy. I love that. It's just like called mixed nuts that it, and then the, if you go into the lyrics and it talks about like peanuts and stuff, it's all like an accumulation of like Anya as a character and um, how she like is involved with this OP. I think it's super fun uh, to me. Spy family, I thought was just an absolute knockout. I, I was a little worried with the wit studio Cloverworks collaboration because sometimes collabs don't work out. Uh, Especially in like the beginning where we get, they have time to make episode one, but do they have time to make episode 11? And throughout the entire first season of Spy Family, we got the consistency that I was looking for, especially episode five. Like Miles said, the, the, the animation, the directing in that episode was so well done. Just like Lloyd jumping over those giant bouncy balls and him doing the, the glide with his belt. And then like while he's falling, puts his belt back on. It's such a, such like a cool little taste of this uh show i'm really looking forward to season two where we get introduced to the fourth family member it was teased in episode 11 with bond 
He is such a good boy. I cannot wait for him to get introduced. I wonder, like, his, like, people, like, really gravitated towards Anya and her, like, her cuteness and her funny stuff. When Bond gets introduced, it's going to, like, elevate everybody. And it's really fun to see that with, like, an animal. So, um, gentlemen, any final thoughts before we get to our rating on Spy Family? I'm good. Rifle. All right, cool. Um, I'll start things off. Uh, yeah, this show was great. I loved it. I rewatched most of the episodes multiple times. The enjoyment factor for this show was so good. I love the manga. I think the anime is better than the manga. They just they adapted it so well. It's it was an incredible time watching it. I miss that I don't get to watch it on Saturdays anymore. That was my I wake up, I go to the gym, and I watch Spy Family because it makes my cardio go so much faster when I'm watching Spy Family. I'm going to miss the show, but I, I got to wait three months and then we get the second core. I'm giving this a 10. I loved it. I will probably rewatch it at some point again or reread it or something like that. Just the, the show is just a bundle of fun and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, not a lot to disagree with. I think that the nitpicks that we had maybe affected me a little bit more, um, which is why I'm giving it a nine. I know it's a terribly Ooh. Low, low score. I know, Ooh. I know. Um but, you know, I mean, I can't wait for more. And I think that maybe not having read the manga, some of my complaints from this season won't exist in future seasons because it's like, oh, it's a little bit slow to develop its characters, but I'm positive it'll get around to that eventually. So, you know, when it does, uh, you know, it's going to be even higher than I have it on my list now. And it's already like my 15th highest anime or something. So, you know, it's... It's really good, and I, I can't wait to uh, see the rest. Love to see it. How about you, Rifle? Yeah, I remember you and a few others were hyping up this anime, and it did not fail whatsoever. Uh, I think there were some parts that I, too, had some connections, like your, uh, so I can't really give it that 10 as well. So I'll have to be with Miles and give it a 9. All right, that I, I'm cool with that. I think the lowest you can give this show is an 8. You give a blow an eight, I'm gonna fight you. But that is two nines and a ten for Spy Family. Next up, I want to say this is this year's um, Odd Taxi, kind of, kind of like came out of nowhere, really blew up in popularity with like social media people talking about how great this show is. How I mean, in the beginning of the 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 series, it was like a a seven. And it finished the show at like an 8.3. And also a contender for the greatest anime title of all time. It is Ya Boy Kong Ming. A time-traveling Chinese general turned uh, music manager slash tactician. A wild combination of two themes and two different people coming together to make really fun EDM music. Gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on ya boy Kong Ming. Just really quickly, your intro, like just knowing how you viewed the season, I thought you were, I, you know, I, I didn't look at the list because I want, I want this to be surprises, what we're talking about, like the order and stuff. I don't want to like get ahead of myself. And I thought you were talking about a Tome game and like, I thought that was fine. But if, comparing that to Odd Taxi was about to make me jump yeah, through this yeah, camera. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no um, Kong Ming is, yeah, I'll, I'll have that. Um, I loved uh, your boy Kong Ming. I thought it was so great. Um, I, I think that the amount of just like joy it brought me was 
you know, potentially unrivaled this, you know, season. It didn't, you know, do everything as good as everything else that I might not have, like, enjoyed it the most, but just the times that I felt happy while watching it because, you know, Echo was so wholesome or, like, Kong Ming was doing some, like, you know, general stuff to, like, make everyone win, like, in a what seemed like a scenario where someone had to lose. Um, you know, just, like, really brought me joy. I loved, like, the saturation of the color and stuff. Like, I thought, like, the character design and their palettes and everything was great. Um, the music, I think, was mostly a hit for me. Um, one issue that the show did have is that Azalea's uh, song, uh, where they're still in, like, their costumes and doing, like, the, uh, I don't know, like, the stereotypical, like, idol stuff is easily the best song in the entire series. Um, so they probably should have tried to make that less of a banger than they did. <laughs> um, not that the other songs weren't good, but my God, I have like, I, I've just been, I've literally looked up when the soundtrack is going up so I could listen to Underworld and not have to like, listen to um, Nanami freak out because Echo seeing her in a like string bikini or whatever yeah. she's forced to wear. Um I'm really, I mean, I don't, have we had season two confirmed for this yet? So here's the thing. Uh, it announced, they announced a few weeks ago that the manga hit a million in sales, which is a very good number for a series like this, which if you're trying to boost the manga, it seems like a good indication to get a second season. However, I don't know how much content is out there, but if I had to okay. put, if I, if I was a betting man and I am, I would bet that this will get a second season but it might be like three years type of thing is what okay. I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like, this is like, I don't mind going and reading the manga, but like the issue for me is that something like this, which is so visually appealing by the colors and like the lighting and also like, uh, like the audio of it is so important. Like you hear the songs and everything. Like, I just don't know how a manga could uh, replicate it as well as it does like it just seems like a story that is better fit as an anime which isn't always the case but yep. in this case i think it is yeah i think um, i think music for sure is better in this this form of media yeah so that's my thought um rifle what are you thinking yeah so i did not start this initially i didn't have the chance to do any of the weekly discussion stuff I only hopped on, like, after episode 11. I binged the whole series in, like, one day. Nice. Uh, I I'm, I'm the minority in this, like, the very minority. I don't like the opening whatsoever. Wow, okay, I, you I and Pat. I just, well, F Pat doesn't like the dancing. I like the visuals, because, like, I understand that feeling of just vibing to something. Uh, I just don't like the song itself. That's probably the only song in the show that I didn't really like whatsoever. Uh, but aside from that, uh, it was very, very nice. It hurts uh, seeing all these, uh, for me personally, it hurts seeing all these strategies uh, Kong Ming was doing. Because I would like to see, uh, there, there's uh, an anime called Kingdom where they focus on ancient China and strategies. And I'd like to see another version with Kong Ming at least in it 
just to see him use his strategies. Oh, like an so, actual like historical anime about Kong Ming, like as a tactician and not as a music manager. Yeah, just to see his strategies, because some of the episodes he did, I was like, that's really interesting. Like the one where he used his enemy's arrows against uh, them. Mm-hmm. It's a magic like, card, too. <laughs> so I, I found that to be nice. Uh, something I see a lot of people say, which irks me, is them claiming this is an isekai. Not even close. I'm just, I, it hurts just to see that, because I'm just like, this is time travel. It's in the same world. It's not parallel. He goes to the future, and they even say, you look like Kong Ming. So it just irks me to see that. But I was surprised by the music. I really did like much of the music, as well as the amount of effort they put into trying to elevate her. It's funny that you brought the OP. I feel like most people enjoy the OP to... Like a very high level. Uh, I think most people probably either have it like one, two, or three for OP of this season. For me, it's in that like two or three range. I love the fact that the, the OP is like a 2004 Turkish song that they just changed the lyrics to Japanese, which is wild. But one thing I want to complain about the music is if you've ever seen Carol and Tuesday, it's my complaint about this compared to that show where. When they sing in English, they bring in different voice actors or actresses or singers to sing the English parts, and it sounds so much better where this uh, Aiko's voice actress is kind of singing in broken English, and it kind of took me away from the songs that she was singing at points, especially in the earlier versions. When it's like the go crazy for me part, that's fine because it's like, an EDM song, but it's like when she's playing like the acoustic acoustic gu- guitar, um, it kind of pulled me away from it because like we've seen shows like Carol and Tuesday really go after the music element harder and it you get rewarded with fantastic music. This, I felt like the music was so much better in the second half compared to the first half that it didn't hook me the way I thought it was going to. However, that being said, the music in the show overall is great. Uh, I was, I was hooked at like the second part and I really enjoyed how they, I, I enjoyed it and did enjoy it at the same time where they introduce uh Taijin, the rapper and including that into like mainstream EDM, because it kind of makes sense with like the scene to incorporate some form of uh rap or hip hop or something like that. And he is going to be like a focal point of the, like, the team team Ico going forward. I would like to see that more if we get like a second season. Uh, gentlemen, any final thoughts before we get into our rating of your boy Kong Ming? I'll take silence as a no. I'll go first. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed this show. Watched it week to week. Under the radar, I'm glad that people, uh, I saw it on social media and kind of got a following because I-, I mentioned it, I think, in our preview, but to me, it really wasn't like, I, I think on paper, this kind of seems silly. And to me, I thought it was going to be like a six or a seven. And then watching it, like the production value was so much higher than I was expecting. PA works did a fantastic job at this, uh, incorporating the the EDM style music that they do, the house, whatever it is, house or EDM. Really, really great time watching this. I liked Aiko a lot as a female main character. I like Kong Ming as the male lead as well. They were a great duo. And I think that their dynamic worked really well. And when they were on screen together, uh, sparks flew. Uh, 
I, I think this is kind of like what Miles said about like Spy Family, where it's a great introduction to season one of it, and I do want more. Uh, it wasn't the best season one I've ever seen, but however, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm giving Kong Ming an 8 out of 10. Yeah, um, I mean, that, that's a lot of my thoughts. I think that we definitely have some, like, dangling plot lines and stuff, so I really hope that we get season two. I do think that they, they did a good job of wrapping up, like, the Azalea arc while introducing the possibility for, like, a new Azalea arc. Um, and then, you know, we we know, like... Echo got her goal, and you know that arc is set up as well. So I, I'm excited to see what comes next. I really hope there's a season two. Um, it makes sense that you thought the music was better in the second half because Underworld, the greatest song ever written, um, <laughs> is in the second half of the series. Um, I gave this an 8 out of 10. Also, I'm excited to see more. I really just loved all the characters. I thought they had great little mini arcs in there and the overarching arcs are going to be exciting to follow as well. Yeah. So I agree with much of everything y'all said. It was nice to see Kong Ming's strategies uh, as well as him being, what's the word? He was friendly with his competition. He didn't like, uh, he wasn't like, over them, taunting them, whatever. He was like, good game. Uh, he was very nice about it. And I feel like in future, some of those, uh, him being nice will pay off. I think we'll see maybe collaborations with other people. And I think that will be nice as a build up. So for me, I think I give this show an 8 out of 10 as well. 3 8s, baby. Uh, yeah, go check out your boy Kongming. Uh, Miles, the next show, you mentioned that you thought I was going to compare this to Odd Taxi, and that's silly, because this is so much better than Odd Taxi. It's like next level shit. Trapped in a dating sim, the world of Otome games is tough for mobs. What's it like when you get isekai into a video game that is a dating sim, but not only a dating sim, it's a dungeon crawler, it's a uh, mech fighter, it's probably going to be a first-person shooter. Who knows? This show, kind of like Burning Wing, all over the place. Gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on Trapped in a Dating Sim. The world of Otome games is tough for mobs. Yeah, so first off, like, I mean, this show is definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it, it, the main character is fun because he is... Um, sort of uh, he's like a, a a more evil kazuma is i guess how i would describe him um he he has this like don't care attitude where he's just super snarky to everyone and he keeps sort of failing upward yeah um like i guess it's not even failing because he, he succeeds at everything but like he's not trying to like he's doing things in a way to try to piss people off so he can be like a background player in this game world and just like live a nice life on a farm or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but he can't, he gets, keeps on getting like brought up to like royalty and stuff because he can't help, but basically flex the fact that he's played through the game a hundred times before. Um, you know, and he has a, a deep hatred for a lot of these characters through the times he's played the game. Um, but I thought that they did a really good job of fleshing out these, um, uh, antagonist at least for the first season i imagine that they they get on the same team by the end of these light novels but you know like the, you think the that? 
I, yeah. I, I feel I feel like it's always going to be that dynamic where they want to join uh, Leon's team, and Leon's like, "Fuck off." That's kind of like the vibe that I'm getting. I so they've all said like they want to become as like strong as him, and like like I think they are they're, they're they have character arcs, right? Oh, yeah, like, they're gonna yeah. get them. I think they're gonna be able to like. What's the blue-haired one, Chris? Um, that sounds right. He, I, I, I'm just gonna call him. All let's Chris. go. Let's um, go. Let's go. Let's base him off their hair color. It is Chris, yeah, by the um, way. <laughs> yeah, I'm so good at the show. Um, I thought his bit. Um, was he the one on the boat with them at the end? Um, uh, Dan was, was right. And was that the purple-haired one? Dan's the redhead. Yeah, was redhead the redhead was there. I think it was Dan and Chris. There was two of them. Okay. Um, anyways, the ones that were on the boat, oh, that's great. Um, kidding, sorry, whatever, yeah, who, whatever, Greg, yeah, Greg Dan, Jeff, who cares? Chad number four was yeah. on the, <laughs> was on the boat with them. And I thought like, like they backed him up. Like they did, like they stopped the, that argument they had with him. And like, he was mad at them for not following the script of the game. Like they were supposed to. But, like, you know, despite how manipulative Marie is being, like, these dudes did have feelings for her, right? Like, that's a genuine thing. So, like, I thought that was nice, like, how they did that. Like, you know, I don't know. I just thought that was, that was, a, I wasn't expecting that sort of take from this show. Um, it did have some, like, weird things where it's supposed to be some sort of, like, matriarchy. And it, like, kind of is. But then also in like a lot of ways, it's like definitely not. Not a, yeah. And, yeah. And like, they're like, oh, in the school, it's not really as much of a matriarchy. But also, for some reason, the queen seems to be less powerful than the king. So like, how is it? A, I, you know, I, who knows? Um, they, they did not do a great job of fleshing out the the world outside of the school, in my opinion. Cause um, it started good. Like when you see like his dad and his mom and like their Island thing that you can see, like his dad is dressed in like scrubs. And then his like mom is like in like a really nice dress and always like bossing him around. Yeah. And then when you get to the school, it's like, uh, the prince is super yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. there are, there definitely is some class to it. Right. And then like the women have multiple husbands. Yep. So, there's probably some of that play, but they don't explain it. So it sort of just seems that anyone is arbitrarily as powerful and has as much authority as they need for any given scene to make the scene happen. I don't know if that's the truth as you go forward. Some of this show is outstandingly planned out for a show that's called Trapped in a Dating Sim. Um, <laughs> life is hard for mobs. Uh, I, I actually have more to say, but I just let's get Rifle in first. Yeah. Let's hear your, your first thoughts, Rifle. Yeah, I agree with the name of it. I was just like, oh boy, this is going to be, it's going to be boring. It's going to be like that, uh, was it Reborn, Demon Lord, whatever. I'm just like, man. You got to be more care. specific, bro. Dude, like, <laughs> yeah, no, There's like 80 of those. three shows. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then the first episode came out and I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And then it actually felt like there was more mystery to it because there's another isekai person in here. I'm just like, wait. There's two people. Do I they know this? <laughs> and I I'm like, loved that. I was like, that's pretty nice. And we see them trying to use their knowledge of the game, but obviously one of them has more experience than the other. Uh, and so as each episode came on, I'm just like, man, this is 
this is getting good. I really like these characters, and it was nice to see the character arcs they had, so to speak. Uh, when he did his arena battle against all five of them, I'm just like, just imagine they're going to come crawling back to him, asking for help, and they kind of did. They look up to him. Uh, they do change for the better. So Leon was a very interesting character that I want to get your guys' thoughts on too. I know Miles, you touched on it a little bit, but to me, he kind of felt like a overpowered Hachiman a little bit. I who I thoroughly enjoy Hachiman's character from uh, Snafu, and to me, like how he like handled situations, like really drove the show for me, and that's why I found it so enjoyable. Uh, fall or falling upwards or like succeeding while trying to fail is a really fun concept i like that he kept by the end of the show he had a higher rank than his dad stuff like that was like really fun to me and it's just like it kind of like birdie wing we're like we're talking about it on uh, i air on sundays i know on sundays that we're gonna be talking about Atobe and people that like i didn't think would like this show got involved with it and it made the watching experience so much fun. So to me, that was like a huge factor in my enjoyment of the show. And miles, I know you had some more to say about this show as well. Yeah. Quickly. Uh, here is why Leon is better than Hachiman. Ooh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Leon has the wherewithal to go for the thruple. Okay. Oh, when yeah. ha- Hachiman didn't. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's all. Okay, Miles <laughs> is just salty because his girl didn't win in Snafu. Uh, the correct girl didn't win in Snafu. Um, but I'm just saying Hachiman could have totally gone for the thruple. Um, Yui would have been down. <laughs> for sure. Hi- hi- hy- hypothetical, though. If Hachiman picked the, the correct girl, who's better, Hachiman or Leon? Hachiman. Okay, 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 okay. Just check it, just check it. You know, because, like, I, it's tough because Leon does have a correct girl, too, and it is Angelica. Yep. Um, I think everyone but, agrees. <laughs> but I will accept Team Thruple because Olivia and Angelica kind of seem like they're into each other as, too, too, as well. Yeah. Like, And I kind of like that in my polygamous relationships. I like it when everyone's into each other and it's not like everyone's just in love with some guy and he does. they don't really care about each other. They just sort of all like this one person. I sort of like the uh, teamwork makes the dream work sort of vibe. And so Mm -hmm. I thought it was really progressive of the show to go for that sort of thing. Loved it. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, I did have a couple of issues with the show um, that I'll I'll just quickly touch on. Fights were bad. Um, Animation was bad. I didn't mind the art style. I know a lot of people did. Um, To me, it just looks like it's an Atoma game with the eyes slightly janky. Um, But I think that's like not a bad look because that's what the show is supposed to look like. Um, You know, they did that. Uh, For me personally, there was like a little bit too much fan service sort of things. There's that scene where Olivia and Angelica were waiting for him. And for some reason, they were just naked in bed together, basically. And like, you know, that's not the worst scene I've ever seen in my life. But it seemed completely unnecessary. Um, But I do know that's like a plus for people. And like, if you're, this is the type of show to have that. So like, I'm not trying to, I don't know, condemn it for what it is, but in my perfect world, this stupid show would not <laughs> have yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- those are pretty much my only complaints about it. I just, you know, 
it it was a little staticky at some times and as i already mentioned the like the politics of it were like for sure off they started good but they did devolve so um oh i did love his interactions with the queen i know rifle probably agrees with that <laughs> yes uh, yeah uh, i thought it was really fun rifle do you have yeah, any like, thoughts yeah i'm just like like miles said just the fact that he was actually trying to play for the queen <laughs> shooter shoot dude yep that's <laughs> he did and he he was semi successful uh she's looking in his direction now <laughs> uh i honestly think uh it was fun i didn't have i hear that a lot a lot of people had issues with the eyes and i didn't really have any issues whatsoever with the eyes uh i was surprised i thought for the mechs they were gonna do cgi which would have been a big turnoff for me, but they didn't, and it was nice that they did it that way. Uh, overall, it was pretty good, surprisingly. I had fun with it. I do think some of the world building kind of collapsed on itself, uh, but it is what it is. For, the fights, the fights were bad, but I did like the fact that he beat the shit out of them with a giant shovel, so that was fun. <laughs> but overall, yeah, not. If you're looking for like action, this is not the show to watch. Uh, but for me, for final thoughts, the show was a. I had so much fun. It was. I, I think part of it was me going into this thinking that I was going to drop it after three episodes, and then turning out that this show is better than average, was a huge, huge plus for me. I'm going to give this show an 8. I had a blast watching it. I honestly might read the manga uh, just so I could see the development between uh, a few people. I hope it gets a second season. Odds of that happening, 1% probably, but you never know. Uh, worse shows have gotten sequels. So, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. Yeah, so I think I originally made this observation, but then I forgot that I did, and then Pete made it, and then now I've it's it's like resonated with me more than whenever I made it, but the show really is just isekai or a guy or isn't it? Well, I'm like thinking thinking of like their conversations and like the amount of melodrama and how they're trying to define their relationships and everything, and like that reeks of me of like Orgairu season two where they're all just awkwardly staring at each other because they know they all have weird feelings for each other, but they can't sort them out. Um and then they like go to an aquarium or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, spoilers for Orgyre season two. Whoa. What? Um, anyways, uh, I, I did enjoy this show. I might, I don't know if I will, but like, I, I don't know. If I see them like browsing a Barnes and Noble or something one day, I might read the light novels. They're pretty thick. Um, I know Sora picked them up, and I mean, they're, they're thick. They, yeah. I was pretty surprised by the, you know, light novels vary in size, and these were definitely on the thicker size um i gave this a seven it's probably a high seven i did enjoy it quite a bit and i I definitely watch a season two and i think i think it might happen i really only ever saw it good get get good press and i bet it helped the sales it's not like this was knocking doors down before you know so i bet this anime really did help sales so fingers crossed uh yes yeah, so for me i think you guys said pretty much everything uh, I will make a note that I really liked the opening. It was just a fun opening to listen to, get my blood pumping for the next moments he fails successfully, unsuccessfully, I mean. Uh, I gave the show a 8 out of 10. I had a lot of fun with it. Two eights and a 7 
for uh, trapped in a dating sim. Uh, I, I if you if I were to guess, I would assume that we all probably would have dropped it. And the fact that it's getting two eight to the seven is it warms my heart. But uh, gentlemen, we've been talking about like really good shows. We've I think the lowest we've given so far is a seven. I think it's time to switch it up. I think it's time to put on become our negative Nancys. Our our we are we are just going to burn this show to the ground and my god does this show suck ass and that is the second season of the rising of the shield hero i normally for the people out there normally i will hate watching show so i can do this review and give my full thoughts this show was so bad i could not do this it was some of the worst everything i've seen in a show um the op just really seemed like a copy of the other seasons and they just like switched some words around and it just felt like the same shit and now for me sucks ass uh i'm gonna i'm gonna get dive more into it when it's my turn but gentlemen i want to get your thoughts on the rising of the shield hero the second season <laughs> Well, much like the first season of Rising of the Shield Hero, I really liked the OP. Okay, now that I have the positives out of the way, <laughs> um, uh, I did finish this. Um, just go me, I guess. Um, what's interesting about this is that it was, for a long while, it, it wasn't even like hate-watchable like I would normally find it. It was just boring. Uh, the Spirit Turtle arc was just boring. They skipped a lot of the stuff leading into it, which I get why they wanted to do it, because they definitely wanted to get that arc out of the way as fast as they could. But then, like, a lot of things just didn't make sense where the people came from, or, like, who they were, or, like, why Rishius in a chicken costume. Um, I don't remember if that's described at the end of season one or not, but... I don't think it, it is. Like yeah, okay, like they, good. They, they, she said she uh she's shy. Like basically that she doesn't want people to see her when she's feeling down. Do they explain the stat boost it gives her or no? Uh no, not really. They don't okay, really okay. they just say it increases the stats and they just leave it at that. Okay, cool. So we get like half an explanation on that then. Um which is more than I thought. Uh yeah, I mean I, I did not like that arc at all. I gotta say, as far as Shield Hero goes, uh the second arc of the season is probably my favorite arc. Um, and my hot take is uh, season two of Rising of the Shield Hero is better than season one of Rising of the Shield Hero. And this is Miles's last episode. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to spoil my score, but I gave it double the score Ooh. that I gave season one. So, you know, that's got to be high, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I, I actually really did uh, like, uh, what was her name? Hanukkah or something. <laughs> um, Kizuna. Kizuna. Um, Kizuna's character um, in like that whole world and stuff. It was nice to have like other heroes that weren't complete idiots. Um, so like the beginning of that was nice. I liked when Reftalia was gone. I was like a big fan of her not being around anymore. Um, but then she came back and it was terrible. <laughs> um like the whole oh god i can't get into it i could do a whole episode on this the episode with her as the katana hero i thought was garbage uh because everyone was like we have to worship the katana hero but then it was someone else and they're like i guess we have to kill them now um 
and they gave this huge speech about how the katana hero picks who it's supposed to go to like the katana goes to the katana hero and then it's not the person they expected so they were like screw the speech kill the raccoon um (laughs) (laughs) it was just like i don't know rifle go ahead (laughs) yeah so i kind of was prepped for this because i read the manga uh and boy from what i've been told the manga is somewhat similar to the light novel and so in the spirit turtle arc it definitely was very long uh i don't know about very boring because i don't know what light novel has either but a lot of people said that spirit turtle arc was one of the most boring and longest arcs in shield hero and i can only assume that the studio like you said wanted to rush through it and i was i could see the differences that were made some of the much of them were not for the good uh and it was just a mess and this is coming from someone that actually liked season one a lot it sucked to see what happened with season two uh it's nice though to see despite how rushed it was there are other people that were they see the joys in the latter half of the show I am not one of those people because I am on episode nine and it was one of the worst episodes I've ever seen in anime. It was the episode. It? it was the episode where Philo is like a oh yeah a singer and the dude is just like whipping her on stage and then the people leave and they're like this is really bad and then Nalfby and the gang go and save her and they're like that's my prized possession and it's like nobody likes. Like she's like using her for to make money or whatever for like being a singer. Like nobody likes her because you're just whipping her on stage, and it was really weird. Like, am I supposed to like hate this guy? Because like I just hate everything about. <laughs> he, he can't just keep her. He he can't be holding her captive, right? Because because that's what Nalfami does. <laughs> um, yeah. So he has to be actively cruel. Um. Yeah, they he, they have to make yes. other people worse than Nalfami, so it makes it Who seem like a it's it's a the, slave owner, the yes. the lesser of evils. But then again, he might not be less evil than Nalfami. Like we, that's a moral question that we could get into a debate for. But uh, the Spirit Turtle arc was so bad; it was always just like, and but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. But yeah. wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. It's like. Just fucking end the arc. Like, I don't care. Like, you can tell that the people making the show are just like, ah, shit, here we go again. Like, enter that fucking meme from GTA. It's like, that's what episode three. It's like, all right, we're going to get the conclusion. The episode three. Episode four. It's just like, just kidding. You thought the arc was done. Here we go again. It's like, I just, I wanted to just strangle whoever wrote this. It was, it was driving me crazy that I hated myself that I had to watch this for the podcast because it was just so frustrating. And Miles is just like, Miles said something like, don't worry about finishing it. Just finish it before uh, the third season comes out. I don't know if I will. I don't know. This show is so, so bad. I, I, I can't believe how much I have turned on shield hero. I can. <laughs> and I know I'm glad I'm not the only one. The top ratings for Mal's are two, 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 and three. So I'm glad like the the majority of people who are like active reviewers or whatever are also feeling this way because to me it was just I was in despair. It was boring. 
I hated I, I hate the fact that I was wasting 22 minutes of this content just so I could hate on it on the podcast and that's not yeah. what I'm that's how I'm that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to have fun watching anime and the rising of the shield hero. I, I'm going to be honest, I want raid shield. I want raid shield on the show. It was yeah. it was pure yeah, and utter garbage. It's one of the worst animes I've ever seen because you know what? Cuz they tried. It's not like a shitty harem where they're just like let's throw 400 panty shots in. They know exactly what they're doing. They are trying to make a good show on this and it's just ass. That's my rant. Fuck this show, Miles. So there is a rage shield scene in this and it is amazing. First off, the Rage Shield is the the bad guy. I forget his name, but he's the best character in the series. Um, I'm sad that he died. Um, it's I, anyways. He like talks to Alphamy about like how he doesn't actually have friends because he owns them all, and so like they're they're not technically allowed to leave him. And then Alphamy's like, "Well, I I can't really refute that, so we're just gonna get really <laughs> angry." He doesn't say that, but I mean, he didn't, you know, he doesn't have a response. That's true. It doesn't really matter how nice you treat your slaves, right? They're your slaves. Um, and then Rishia is like, because for some reason, she's just, she, I, I think the explanation literally is like, she is so not powerful that she's able to like, be powerful enough to like, survive against this guy's attacks or something. It's something with her like potential or something but yeah, not being yeah it's like I, I don't know why she could do it they were just they explained it as it was happening which was really annoying like i hate when people do that it's like oh i, I guess this person we thought who sucked was actually really good because of these things we didn't at all explain um that's crazy but so now for me starts going off on her about how she's a simp for the bow hero and then starts choking her to death and then she's like yeah, I always thought you hated me. And then Raftalia hugs him and he calms down. And then they use the power of friendship, unironically, to kill the bad guy. Um, it was not great, but I did love the sort of meta-breaking moment where now for me and whatever the bad guy's name were, we're just sort of like talking about the flaws of the show. I thought that was fun. I don't think that that's what the show meant to do, but I had a good time. Um... It's, I thought the the uh, night girl with pink hair who was on the screen for 45 seconds was pretty cute. I'm a fan of her. She's hot. Those you, are my thoughts. You brought up a really uh, funny point oh, real okay. quick, Rifle. <laughs> Me and Rifle reviewed the show, I think it was last season or two seasons ago, where it was like the realist hero or whatever. And yeah. Oh, yes. It's like, he taught his slaves how to read and write. He's a nice slave owner. It's just like, <laughs> this is not what, like, people were just like, oh, this show is like, Oh, look what this guy's doing. It's like he's he's still selling slaves. He's just teaching them how to read and write first. And that's how I feel about this show. It's just like it's still bad. He's just I, I don't know. It's just there's it's like is he is he Hitler? No, but like is he Thomas Jefferson? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. I mean, Thomas Jefferson was obviously not a great guy, but he did attempt to end the slave trade. Didn't work. And then he was like, I guess I should still own slaves anyway, which is like the wrong conclusion. To <laughs> wrong <make>. play. <laughs> That's not the right play, but like that is more than Nalphamy did. <laughs> Nalphamy was just like, oh, thank God slavery is legal in this world. And then just tried to buy a bunch. Oh. Um, so um like his argument 
against the spear hero at the beginning of season one was uh slavery's legal here so it's okay um <laughs> which is quite the argument um you know i, <sighs> I hate the God, show I, yeah I, I do too um rifle did you have any episode thoughts episode was an ova too yeah which was really castaway. weird yeah <laughs> well castaway and then a beach episode uh, so castaway with lolly raftalia which was not something i needed to isn't see. castaway an entire beach episode though yeah <laughs> with lolly raftalia as well the cameo uh, she makes yeah so the first half of the show was the worst uh even though it it's meant to set the foundation for the next arcs the pacing was just terrible i didn't like aust character Especially when she's like, oh, I just remembered this. Oh, thanks for clearing my memory. I just remembered this. And I'm like, can you tell us something else you're going to remember? Yeah, right. Uh, and so it, they did all that. There was a lot of changes they made. Uh, once they made it to the next world, it felt like they brought back some of the charm of season one where he now Fumi's trying to bring back himself from level one, uh, which I found to be fun. Uh, him exploring his world, all that. For me, I found that to be enjoyable. Uh, I will say uh, Kizuna as well. She was a fun character to hang with, especially with her uh, hunting tool. It was a nice comparison to Naofumi. They both technically can't normally kill people. It's just they have different uses. Uh, Like Miles and I said, the very last episode of Shield Hero is just an OVA, and it's just terrible. All they do is they reminisce about the good times during the season, which were basically deleted scenes, in essence. Yes! And then also, one of them was that scene where they like imply Raftalia doesn't know what sex is. Yeah. But and, yeah. she already in season one knew what sex was because Philo talks about banging Naofumi when she was like two days old because that's a scene that happens and she got like offended by it and so like Raftalia didn't know what it was just so stupid well she she thought I think in season one that to get pregnant you gotta kiss people and so yeah but no, wait, so that... Philo says the word mate she's like I want to mate with Naofumi in season one and then Raftalia was all like I'm jealous um, <laughs> well, I don't think she knew the actual process, though. Oh, God, maybe not. I, I don't, so, but I... no, so they had like three flashbacks in this OVA. One of them was what Miles said, where it's in the other world and they try on different clothing. And so it's just, I'm like, this could have been nice in the episode they're actually exploring the world. Then I have to save it for the end. They have that. They do have Kizuna's backstory where he gets cast away to that labyrinth she even contem- showed her contemplating suicide uh and i'm like that's nice it's exactly cast away by the way like there's yeah, a volleyball she, yeah she uh, has a volleyball and she starts talking to it and she fails to hang herself like um like in castaway it's actually just castaway <laughs> like <laughs> and, and then the third flashback like we said it's back to us talking about mating and i'm like you know, you guys could have put this in the show. Like <laughs> we didn't need it at the end. It felt very cheap. 
it was a weird scene to end on, but like I will disagree with you. They didn't have to put that in the show. <laughs> it, it added nothing to the characters. It just made them seem dumb. Like I don't. I hate that. Like that. Like waifu-y, so virginal that they don't even know what sex is, like at all. When it's been like established, like Raftalia wasn't sheltered in any way. Like I get it if a character has been sheltered their entire life or something, but like she wasn't. She was, she was like a slave for a long time. Like not to get too dark, but like surely she would know something was up. I think it was like what six months, maybe six eight months. She wasn't like with that previous guy for very long. It wasn't like five years. I don't think. Um, I mean, I I I don't know. Um. You know, but, you know, even when she did live in her, like, village, it wasn't like she was, like, in a household being sheltered in some sort of, like, prim and proper family or whatever, from my understanding. It was, like, yeah, she was just a kid. Like, what's her actual age? 12 or something? Yeah, that's yeah, like, 12 to 14. Yeah, so, like, that seems old enough to at least conceptually know. Oh, sorry, is. she is 10. Oh, I don't know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the same. It's the same. But biologically, I... she's 17. <laughs> We're not but going no, there. Uh, yeah. Well, I will say, I I didn't enjoy the opening for Shield Hero. Uh, it just didn't evoke the same emotion like the other two openings from the first season. Uh, I know both the opening and ED both have the respective same artists, but I just didn't really care. I will say, though, I did like kevin pankin's music throughout the show that's what i really was hyped for just listening uh like his moments those were the nice touch for me anything else you want to touch on or should we get to our review or our our, our scores all right let's get to our scores uh, i'm gonna keep it sweet and simple uh this show sucked i hated it i still hate it i don't know if i'm ever going to finish it i'm gonna give it a two the show sucks uh, this show sucks, but I gave it a four. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure how to parse a two and a four. This had things I liked in it, mostly Kizuna and the bad guy. Um, and I think because the ending half was better for me, if things end on like a high note, that influences me. And there was less things that I found morally questionable than in the first season. So I got a four. Nice. Yeah, for me, I think it was because I was kind of prepared at this arc, even though the butchering they did, like many I've chatted with, the second half really brought the light back to several people's eyes. However, I can't deny that I didn't really care about the opening. The pacing was really off. Didn't care about Ost much, but I did like Kizuna, which kind of balances out. So for me, I give the show a 5 out of 10. All right, so we got a two, four, and a five. I need something to cleanse my palate. I need something that's sweet and tasteful. Did you guys know that green gelato is the flavor of friendship? Gentlemen, we're moving on to Love After World Domination, where we have superheroes based off ice cream and uh, superheroes or villains based off of an animal. I don't even know if that's true, but they're called Gecko. Uh, a interesting uh, 
it's not even Romeo and Juliet. It's like love. What, what's what's the trope called? West Side Story. West Side Story. Yeah, where enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers. Uh, this show was way better than I thought it was going to be, but I I, I do have my qualms with it. But gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on Love After World Domination. I have to go and listen to the seasonal preview, but I think I had hope for both this and a Tome game. Ooh. Um, which is now, mind you, I usually have hope for everything. <laughs> um, because I, I just like to be positive uh, on the preview shows. <laughs> even out the times that I actually watch an anime and then I'm negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I loved this show. Uh, I think I'm higher on it than most people. Um, I definitely had issues with it. I thought the animations in parts was like actually atrocious. Like it was just complete garbage. Um, but then in other parts, it was like really good. Like when Desumi uh, sits on him to hide him. Um, and it does like the slow motion, her like grabbing him. And then it like shows his face, like hitting her butt as she sits on him. It's like really like the Sakaga is just off the freaking charts. It's <laughs> Uh, done really well. I thought the world building in this was amazing. Like, I just loved the world. I thought it was fun how they have, like, like, Gecko isn't really that evil. They, like, it, like, the henchmen, like, know to, like, lose theatrically and everything. Like, it, it's just fun. It, everything in the world is so fun. The theme of the uh, heroes being gelato and the flavors is fun. Um... I God, I just, I, I don't know. I really liked it. I liked all of the princesses. I liked all of the Gelato 5. Um, I loved the bear. Um, I, I loved Dezumi's family. I, I just had a great time w- with this show. I thought the romance was really good. I thought that it, it was just sort of fun. Like, I think you could really tell that they liked each other. Um, and it, it was a good time. I had a great time with it. Surprisingly for me, uh, there was another show last season that I was looking into because of the whole uh, Super Sentai stuff, uh, and it was that Monster Kurutsu development anime, Yep, and it kind of had the same vibes as this, where you're actually looking more into the Super Sentai world itself, so it was interesting to see how a lot of these princesses go to the same high school as well as the gelato people uh or like miles said or pete i don't remember uh saying about how the minions they have their own dormitory and they gotta do theatrics with the superheroes like they gotta fail miserably but make it look good uh i liked some of the serviceable moments they had such as Desimi doing the whole uh, smashing his face onto the couch. Uh, I thought that like, was so funny. <laughs> especially with the timer. Oh, yes! Uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> just to show how fast it was. Uh, there was a lot of backstory we had with Desimi just to show how monster strength she had as a young girl. Uh, it was definitely a very enjoyable anime. I was... I just think the latter half, it kind of was losing charm for me. I'm I'm in the same boat. Um, 
this is like the show where I watched 12 episodes of the show. I got what I wanted. Do I want more? Not really. Like, I, I feel like if we got like, for instance, like a second season, I feel like it's just going to be like the same thing over and over and over again, where like they have to find ways to hang out with each other. And were those scenarios fun? Not really. It's just like them hiding behind like a rock. Though their interactions between the two, uh, Fudo and Decimi, were really fun. I like, there's like a specific scene, I think it's in episode 11 or 12, where like Decimi like pats Fudo on the back, but she's like so strong. It creates like a uh, sonic boom off of Fudo's back because it's, she hits him so hard. I thought stuff like that was like really, and then Fudo's just like completely unfazed because, you know, He's just a jacked monster. Really liked the character designs in this show. It was fun to look at. Very uh, bright. The, the the Sentai stuff with the gelato was like a really fun uh, touch. It is a comedy. So when there's like red gelato power of like whatever. I think green was like friendship and yellow was like love and pink was like fun. I don't know. It's just like they, they all had like a theme to their flavored gelato, which sounds silly to say, but. That was kind of it, but the the biggest thing for me was it lost its charm towards the end, and it, it is what it is. That that's like it, it was fine. I got what I wanted out of it, and I don't really need anything more. Miles or Frightful, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, or- I mean, I, I'm just gonna say I I don't think it lost its charm. Like I I really liked um uh, there was a lot of stuff in the later episode. I love Desimi's family visiting the, the plot lines with her sister and stuff. I like, I thought that was really cool. I liked Desimi's backstory. Um, I thought that like they had, they did like switch some things up and like, they kept the jokes going for a little bit, but like, I don't know. So do a lot of good shows. Um, you know, Megumin still does the explosion thing. And like, it's just about finding new ways to do that. I think as long as they, forward the relationship or change the dynamic between the gelatos and gecko in some way going forward um because they teamed up at the end right like so there's ways to like have that have consequences or something i also think this is a show where a breakup arc would be really interesting because they Mm. are pitted against each other you know so like what if they do break up for whatever reason i'm sure it'll be stupid and contrived because it's a a rom-com and they always are and rom-coms across all types of media um but like desumi and fudo or like desumi trying to go all out on fudo or vice versa because they're upset with them because of some sort of like breakup thing or something and the other one trying to like weather that or they're both mad at each other and they're both going all out could be like an interesting thing because as you mentioned pete they're perfect for each other in the way that they're the only two people who aren't like physically harmed when (laughs) Basically, they just touch anyone because of how strong they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think the world has a lot of potential. I think the show has a lot of potential. I I had a great time with it. Um, I think it's really. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was you, great. you know, it's funny. I feel like we're gonna give the same score. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, it's possible. Rifle. Did you have any final thoughts? Uh, I think just the same. Uh, I like the. Similar to the monster development, I just like the world they had. Uh, I found some of the jokes to be decent, I'll say that. Uh, such as uh, that one princess who has to put people into 
baby outfits to nurse them. Oh, I did not huh. like that. That was one that didn't hit for me. That's, <laughs> but I'm glad it hit for someone. <laughs> That's why I said it was decent. It was okay. I mean, you saw what, I guess, Decimi treated like a baby, I guess? Uh, yeah, that I'll... scene was weird. Uh, yeah, that I like Decimi's cat. <laughs> the cat was fun. Uh, it was also interesting that we almost had Destiny become a gorilla. Oh, yes. that would be great, <laughs> bro! It's fruit of evolution. Yeah, get get that get that relationship where she she turns into what's like the next stage after princess. It's whatever the bear it, is. Yeah, it's like the the like hybrid beast. Or yeah, called. like um, would Fudo still love her underneath it all? Like if she was a gorilla. I don't know, I, man. Yeah, that's uh, also. I gotta say, I, I yellow gelato is like kind of a babe. Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sad they didn't have more time with her. See, like, if we get a sequel, we'll probably get a yellow gelato arc, and so I it's worth it. So. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm also rip a Fudo's book. No one wanted a book about giant insects battling each other. I just love that because it was so dorky, but seems like something he would be into, right? Like, I think the only unrealistic thing about that, and they just did it for comedy, but like, I think if the red frickin' Power Ranger wrote a book about anything, people would go to Yeah, it. 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's a, his identity is known that Fudo is the red gelato guy. It's yeah, like, like, he's the red Power Ranger yeah. in the world. It's like a massive thing. So. And then, yeah, nobody shows up. Like, I think somebody would show up, but... I digress. Uh, moving on to our rating. I enjoyed the show. I was high on it from the beginning. It lost a little bit of steam. However, it was very enjoyable and I had a good time watching it. I'm going to give it a seven. Ah, Pete, you were wrong. Um, all of those things are true for me because I didn't lose any steam at the end and I gave it an eight. Nice. Don't worry, Pete, I got you. Right. Uh, same as you, I gave it a 7, and I do think it lost some steam at the end. Alright, so two sevens and an 8. Uh, moving Which on to right our... around the mal average. Yeah. We've been doing pretty good for hitting these. Except uh, for Shield Hero. The... Shield Hero well, was a 6.5, yeah. and our, ours was like a 3. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more correct than 5, or 6.5. Miles, uh, you looking you're looking a little tight. How about you take a five minute break real quick and stretch while me and Rifle talk about the the ballet show dance okay. dance danceur. I believe that's I'm how you fill up my water. Yeah, do I that. Feel like I'm going to have to talk a lot the next show. Okay, sounds great. Um, dance dance dancer, a very I I didn't think I would like this show as much as I thought I was going to, especially the first couple episodes where it is a very slow burn for me personally. I know a lot of people were hooked immediately on Dance Dance Dancer. Uh, Rifle, your thoughts on this? I mean, maybe it's going to be Mappa's best production this year. Your thoughts on Dance Dance Dancer? Uh, I was very surprised by it. I did not have... I wasn't initially going to start it uh, because I was kind of weirded out by the art style at first. Uh, but I decided to look into it anyway, and I was amazed by their choreography they had, uh, Mappa did for the dancers. Uh, the one thing that really struck me was the theme of male masculinity, 
that I think a lot of people can relate to. Uh, you don't see a lot of anime. Uh, they touch upon it in dance, DDD, about... Uh, we're living in the age where I think it's relatable. People want to do things that seem a bit either feminine or masculine, vice versa, for their own gender. Or just, like, not and popular or anything like that. Yes. And just seeing that touched upon, just seeing him... It was also nice to see how his father was like, are you sure you want to do this? That's the case. I'll support you. Uh, which a lot of people don't get is that support. Mm-hmm. 100%. Which I, like, which I enjoyed just seeing. Uh, for me, I was also able to connect because it kind of felt like uh, just a shonen sports show. Just him, an immature guy, uh, finding that passion in a hobby, like Blue Period. Yeah, I was saying, I was like compared to Blue Period as well. Uh, for me, it was I just got hooked. Uh, I know you had the issue of, I think it was episode three or four. With four, yeah. Yep. Yeah, with the bullying. For me, even though it may seem forced, I feel like, just bullying in general isn't touched upon as extreme in anime. And just to see that was, uh, ref- I don't want to say refreshing, but just kind of shocking to see uh, the extents they went to uh, forcing someone else into clothes they don't want to in front of the school. And their response is to just do ballet. Yeah, the, the, the episode four was like, like I get like touching on bullying would is like a really good subject matter for especially for a drama and especially for something that is maybe not perceived well for a a, a male audience or something like that or like a male performer and you know it's it, it they took it and they they turned it up like a whole nother level it's like they they forced this kid to wear like a skirt and they pushed him onto the stage and the teachers are all just like yeah, it's totally cool that the entire school is bullying this kid. We're not going to do anything about it. And then he just dances and it solves all the problems. I thought that episode was just... I understand like what they were trying to accomplish. I just thought it was like really poorly done. It's but, Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> but Napoleon like, went on stage by himself. Like, he chose... Didn't he choose to go dance? But yeah, he picked like, his I, own I, song I, and stuff. I was making a joke. Oh, I yeah. didn't hear any of the prior oh, okay. parts. <laughs> yeah, this is like he's bullied. They force him to wear like girls' clothes. There, there's like a school assembly. They push him on stage, and all the teachers are just like, "Yeah, yeah, this is." It's totally cool that the school is bullying this kid, and he's obviously in a really bad situation. How do we solve this? Let's start dancing, and then all of a sudden, all the bullying goes away, just like instantly. Okay, so it's High School Musical. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, except, except Troy is the man, and um, yes. and uh, R- R- Ryu is for the streets. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> but like I said before, the first half, little slow, slow burn. I think I really enjoyed Junpei's um immaturity and how he grew out of that. Uh, not under like he's he's like an insanely good dancer, but he doesn't understand like ballet. It's shown that like how he gets good at ballet is watching essentially YouTube videos and then copying it. It's drumline, but for ballet, and he doesn't understand like the like the back the background of ballet. Like you're telling a story. It's not just about how many spins you can do. Like can you are like you? Sh- it showed like with uh, Miyako that like. 
he wasn't supporting her when they were doing Black Swan. Like, she was supposed to be in the limelight. He stole that from her. Even though what he did, like, was, like, visually stunning, that wasn't the point. And I like that they touched on issues like that, and he grew as a ballet dancer. And then, of course, the last two episodes, which I think we all need to talk about because this is like the climax of the story and why Ryu belongs to the streets is just like Miyako you have to dump this dude or I'm going to kill myself essentially it's not said it is said previously that if he if she didn't show up that he was going to take a bunch of pills and I I I, I was conflicted I was conflicted whether I like this or not and I came to the conclusion that I loved it I what yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love that this character Ryu or whatever his name is is just the worst he is he is he's was put in a situation he had a horrible upbringing his grandma like beat the shit out of him if he didn't do ballet correctly uh he was essentially locked in the house he had one friend and then Junpei took her away from her and his response was like you're all I have if I don't have you I don't want no buddy baby. I'm going to go blow my head off or something like that. And Junpei and Miyako like kind of like talking it out and being like, you need to like save this kid and we need to break up. Even though like neither of them wanted to, like they were both, I mean, like they, they were dating, they kissed each other and everything like that. I give this show like a four. No, I can feel it it in my soul. So the context that make it even worse uh, Ryu, who's the one who would, who was gonna kill himself, is the cousin to the main love interest. Yeah, and so he lived in a troubled house where his grandmother basically broke him in a sense to perform ballet, and basically his cousin kind of saved him. Yeah, that was like his only life support, like but- physically, physically and mentally, like broke him down. Yeah, one second. Adding dance, dance, dancer to plan to watch so yeah. we can figure out what's going on. But yeah, it, it, oh. <laughs> you continue. No, but the breakup to me is fine because you know what that means Natsuki could join the crowd because Natsuki and Junpei are the ship that should sail together because she is fantastic. With yes, an elementary I, school with a middle schooler. No, what? Yeah, she's elementary. What? Oh no. Yes. No! <laughs> yes, yes. She doesn't Pete, look. Pete, the show isn't getting any higher than a four. No! Right? Yeah, nothing you've said has convinced me. My whole life is a lie. No, I didn't know that. I like her character so much. Where she's like this, where where Junpei gets the scholarship, and she smiles yeah. for the first time. That Junpei's like, oh, so that's what you look like when you smile. She's like, fuck you. Love that so, shit. Like, I mean, you can still like it for like their dynamics of yeah. wanting to dance. You you can like that. Are they really in middle school? Uh, he is middle school, I believe, and she is elementary, and so that's why I feel like some of this immaturity kind of passes because of how because of what they're like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like for me, I do. It says she's a teen uh, in uh, her bio, so maybe she's also in middle school or. She's I think she's really bad at school. I, they, I they looked very similar, so like she she looked the same age as Miyako, so that's why I said that. But if that's not the case, whoopsies. Uh, uh, it's, it's we we all see it just as a you know a dancing type of relationship for sure. You know that spark. But well, no, so for me, 
another thing before I continue with the story, kind of bugged me out was the eyes of the show. The eyes were interesting, and they bugged me out in the beginning, but then later it was fine. I, I got like I, I got I, used to it. I kind of get used to it because like every time I saw the way their eyes, it was like a white arc. Yeah. In there, and every time I look at them, I'm like, "Why are you crying?" And I'm like, "Oh, you're not crying. You just had that design." And so it didn't like bug me out to give like the show a low score, but every time I saw it, I'm just like, "Stop crying." <laughs> going back to the production of the show was astonishing. I think Mappa did very well with both Ryu's dancing, his dances uh, on stage and at the beach. Those were stellar performances. I think Mappa just went all out on. The choreography was great. I had a really good time watching like the performances themselves. And it was cool kind of like how they broke it down because... You see in their, their Black Swan performance that the crowd loved it, but the people who were familiar with ballet was like, this was shit. I was like, interesting. Like, I don't know anything about ballet. Like, I wonder why they thought it was bad. And then they explained to us, like, why the performance was bad, why they were being immature on stage. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. It, 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 we compared the Blue Period, where Blue Period kind of talked about, like, the art styles that they were working with where I'm not familiar with art at all. Like, why do you do this brushstroke? Well, they tell us. Same thing with this. It's like, why did they do this thing? Well, because of this whatever move that they do in Black Swan. It was like, really interesting. Um, and it wasn't like an uh, info dump that other shows do, where it's like minutes long of like explaining this. Like, it was just like a quick snippet, and then they moved on. I'm like, thank you. That's all I needed. Uh, Rifle, do you have any final thoughts on Dance Dance Dancer? Uh... Despite me not knowing any of the ballet stuff, it was nice just to see the talk of it. I did like the theme of, what was it, him having that natural body of his mm -hmm. compared to the other students who worked like 10 years to do ballet, get outshone by someone who only did it in a few months, yep. as well as able to pick it up by watching YouTube videos. Yep. I feel like that's that's how I, that's something I see in like, uh, sports shonen, just something like that, where they're able to glimpse uh, information very fast. But it was nice for me to connect with. Uh, I just liked the production of the whole show. The opening was quite good as yep. well. I like the ED as well. Um, yes. I also really enjoyed the male supporting cast once he joins the new school. I really oh, yeah. liked that their dynamic of. Because he only ever, because when he, the, the original studio that he goes to, it's him and Ryu. They're, they're the only two guys. And now he goes to the summer school and there's like seven classes filled with dudes. And he's just like, oh, there's other people other than this fucking weirdo that do ballet. And they, it, it reminded me of like Mob a little bit with like the Body Improvement Club. We're just like, yeah, dude, we're all here to like dance. Let's, let's, let's hang out and have fun and shit like that. So I was a big fan of that. So. That being said, let's move to our final thoughts. Uh, if you like Blue Period, I think you really enjoyed this, this show. Like Rifle said, the eyes are weird, but I got used to it. But I can see how people like don't enjoy like looking at these people. Like they, it's it reminds me of like you know how people like won't watch Cladad because their eyes can you can like parallel park a truck between them. It's kind of like that. In a different different sense, I feel like it's more of like I'm. I'm. It's kind of weird that this is labeled a sign-in because it felt like more 
uh, Shoujo Jose to me, but it is what it is. I thoroughly enjoyed the show. The ending was great. It had s- the drama was so good in the show. It's probably up there for... If, if we have like a drama category for Aim of the Year, it'll probably be nominated. A lot of people love this show. On Mal, its rings are 10, 10, 9, and 8. I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, just because I gave Blue Period a 9, and I don't think this is as good as Blue Period, but I really want more content, so. Rifle? Yeah, uh, going back to the designs, uh, man, they got long limbs. I mean, remember that part where he was choking out Ryu? Like, yeah. oh, dang, that neck is long. Long boys. <laughs> no, for me, it was, uh, I think it was very, it was produced very well. Mappa did a good job. Uh, for me, it was a struggle, though, to figure out what score to give it. I think just for me at the end, I wasn't all too keen on, it, even though I understand the, the emotional support, uh, it's hard to even explain to someone uh, the relationship they had at the end. Yep. Uh, and so for me, I think just that was kind of not great for me. Uh, so I think for the show itself, I do see Blue Period in it. And I just have to give the show like a 7 out of 10. Okay. It was very close to an 8, but just that ending and plus the eyes a little bit just wasn't it. I get it. All right. So a 7 from Rifle, 8 from me. Now, Rifle, you can take your break because me and Miles Yay. are going to be talking about Aharid is Indecipherable, a show where I was on board right away. Miles, it took a couple episodes for you to... to, to I should understand it's the wrong word. To get on board the train. Uh, Miles, yes. your thoughts on Aharon is indecipherable. So I think I think it took me some time uh, because Aharon, she's, she's just a slow-moving girl. You know, it takes her a lot of time to get the energy up to do things, um, include making her show interesting. Um, <laughs> but I did have a really good time with the show at the end. I think once we started getting more characters involved and it stopped being like just about how we can't hear her talk, um, it became more interesting for me. I loved their dynamic with like the little kids. I thought those were so like um, the girl who like viewed her as like a rival because her crush had like a crush on Aharon because Aharon was so good at like all the games and stuff. And she would just go up and go, Aha and Reina! I thought was uh, so cute. I just, it made me giggle, like, every time. Everything in the show is just so wholesome. Um, you know, Aharon isn't exactly, like, a go-getter, um, a put-her-feelings-out-there kind of girl, but unlike some characters, she really has the authority. She takes her shot, and, uh, you know, she just goes for the kiss in one episode. It's yep. not even, like, a finale. Um, which I like really liked, you know, say there were, there was a show about a girl who was supposed to be really forward and stuff, but then she just never did that. Um, that would be weird. I wonder what show you're talking about. In, uh, in Haran and not that show. Um, there was like, um, everything in, oh, what was the guy's name? Um, uh Rido and Rido's head was so fun how he would just jump to the most absurd conclusions about what was happening like oh Aharon isn't here today has her gambling addiction finally gotten the best of her and the mafia (laughs) has taken her out and then it's just like oh she'll come in and she'll be like my shoe broke and like he's just like oh okay that's why she took so long 
Um, I, I liked their romance. I felt, thought it built up like pretty naturally. Um, the way that the confession, confession, confession happened was like, it's like a little weird. <laughs> um, where yeah, they're playing like a game yeah, to decide. Yeah, it was like I mean I kind of liked that bit, but then like they just combined it with something that I thought should have been another bit. I think. Um, so that was like a little weird, but really that's my only complaint. That and like how weird the teacher was about shipping them. Um, yeah, that which they, like they played that bit yeah. like two times too many. Yeah, so like I I do know the teachers like get bored and ship students. That's like a thing they do. But like she was like a little too into it. Um, yeah, when you're like almost <laughs> dying from bleeding, blood loss. Yeah. yeah, because of your nosebleed or whatever. That's yeah. So. Um, you know, but I really liked their friend group. I thought their camping trip episode was, like, a lot of fun. So I think that once the show found its feet and, like, figured out how to balance gags with, like, character moments and stuff, I, I thought it was really good. But it, I, for me, it definitely was sort of a slow start. Even though the scene with her doing the bone-to-bone transmission thing in the first episode was hilarious. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, mimicking what she said, really enjoyed their dynamic of kind of coming together as, you know, like what's it called? Desk buddies into friends into actually dating each other was fun. People didn't like the relationship like that, which I'm like, where did you think that this was going type of thing where like, it was pretty obvious. I thought that they were going to go that route and I'm glad so, that they did. Yeah. Well, in our, so in our season preview, when we're talking about the show, we say that we don't think it's a, well, we, we actually get it. I think pretty wrong when we do, we think that because Aharin, it's not labeled as a romance and that's yeah, why so we do. We also, I think, think Aharon is younger than she is. Like they're the same age. And I think when we were describing it, we thought that she was younger than Raido and they're just doing the like Toradora or, uh, or a Monogatari sort of size difference thing. Yeah. that's Popular in anime. Um, you know, big guy, small girl. Um, that's in like thirty percent of all all series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I I really liked this. It wasn't my favorite rom com of the season or romance of the season, but it was a good one. Um, and it wasn't my least favorite. So I don't know. I, I had a good time. I don't have a lot to say with it. I think it has a pretty simple formula. Um, like you and love, uh, world after love domination. This is something that like if we got more i don't know how quick i would be to jump on it i definitely probably watch it eventually but i I wouldn't be like this is something i have to watch now to figure out what happens between raido and ahara and it's whenever i'd be in the mood for like a kind of sleepy happy uh rom-com like maybe i put on some ahara episodes that's that's what i would be feeling for it it's labeled as a uh ayashiki which i'm a little surprised for but it kind of has that vibe so yeah that that Oh god, that I, I think that does make sense. I think it's a little more comedy y than like I usually see those be, but like it does it does sort of have that like vaguely episodic, very calm, slow moving sort of plot lines and stuff, but it's not it's not like Aria, right? But like I could see it fitting into that that sphere somewhere. Yep. Yep. Um few things i really liked and i know you really liked it too the scene with um aharon and her brother and him 
like wearing her clothes and she's like accepting of him she just is like yeah this just feels right and she's like oh i like also like i still love you no matter what like i think like aharin kind of felt like she understood what was happening and ren was still he's still like he's he's figuring it out like it's like yeah he likes to wear women's clothes because they're comfy it's like okay you're like i don't know second grader or something like that like you don't really understand like some of the implications that means and Aharon's just being supportive of like her family was like really great. I also love the dynamic of like the two friends that they went on the camping trip where um his name is Ishikawa was always just like, Oh, how Raido is so dense. Like, how does he not realize like they, they should be dating and all this stuff? And then that girl is like on his side the entire time. It's like, bro, look in the mirror. This chick that's like with you everywhere is doing the same thing as Aharon. Like it was so funny. It was it was like um he does at the end though, doesn't he? Am I kind of. Yeah, he makes like a half move. Yeah, I, it's the, okay. It's not as much. Um, the girl who was like always hiding, that bit it was hit and miss at some points. There were some moments that I thought were pretty funny, um, where she's just like randomly in the ceiling was kind of fun. But there's times <laughs> yes. where it's just like, we. I mean, we do get some backstory of like why she's so protective of a heart and, and stuff like that. But yeah, overall, yeah. great supporting cast. I. It was it was a good show to watch. Yeah, Ceiling Girl felt like she was out of Comey too much for me, right? Like not as perverted character, but same like <laughs> trope as yeah. the, the the Comey chick. But well, I haven't even met the Andre girl from Comey. But um, you meet her in like episode four of season one, don't you? Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I understand. Okay. I dropped it at the end of episode three. My so. bad. <laughs> that makes, that's all come together. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we get to our rating? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay, sweet. Uh, r- this show, I, I I raised it a point because of how it ended. We got like character progression. I would have been fine with it just being like a silly comedy slice of life of these two kind of like giant and small girl do funny stuff thing and it would have been perfectly fine but i like that they progressed their relationship and it went the way that it did and it felt it felt right and it felt it didn't feel forced and i liked how they handled the situation together i'm gonna give the show an eight i really enjoyed a haran yeah i god i almost gave this an eight this is probably the hardest show i had to score this season because to me it was so on that cusp between a seven and an eight and i you know i had a hard time deciding at the end i decided to give it a seven um it had that slow start and while the ending was good i thought they could have done it a little bit better with the confession scene like i think the 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 prequel to the confession scene was so much better than the confession scene and like you know it's it's a it's a small little thing but it is something that would have helped it make it from that seven to that eight for me. So, I mean, I really enjoyed the show, but it's, it's going to be a seven. Uh, I'm cool with that. Eight for me, seven for miles. And next we're going to go up to miles is probably favorite show of the season. I, I mean, if you've been in our discord, he just can't stop raving or I should say raving. He can't stop talking about this show. So it must mean he likes it. Uh, we're going to be talking about Shikamori is not just a cutie where that title might be a little misleading. Gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on this show. I, um... Oh, God. I don't know. I feel... God, I feel bad for people who like... People who like Shikimori. Like, really like Shikimori. 
and uh, that's so great for them. I'm so happy for those people. Um, Shikimori was not for me, like kind of at all. Um, I thought it was really bad. <laughs> um, there's a few issues that I have with it. Izumi, I know what they were going for, for Izumi. Izumi has a lot of great qualities. I think that you absolutely have an underrepresentation of these, like, guys in anime who are, you know, why they're appealing to women because they're empathetic and they're, um, you know, kind and they, you know, he, like, knits really well or something. Like, he, he, he skills, they're just not, like, your typical, like, masculine skills but they're very like appealing things she's a great cook right everyone loves a great cook um but then they went and they made him supernaturally unlucky sometimes so especially at the beginning but interspersed throughout the amount of terrible things that happened to this poor child is like so detrimental for it for me because he i think that to they thought to have like this is how we make shikimori seem cool by making izumi so unfortunate that she has to protect him all the time and that's like not the only way you can do that a good example of that from the show is the river episode where like he's going to save a kid but uh, you know he stubs his toe or something i don't it's not that silly but he like cramps up and he can't swim for whatever reason and he's like oh my god and then like shikamori saves him because she's hyper athletic and stuff that's awesome that's something that could happen izumi got into trouble because he was trying to do the right thing it wasn't because an air conditioner spawned out of a plane above him and because he's unfortunate shikamori had to do a 360 roundhouse kick to like send it into freaking orbit yep um you know, so like I really like liked that episode, but uh, God, there was just so many times that I felt like the writers didn't know how to make Shikimori the vision they had for Shikimori, so they put Izumi in comically tragic situations, and I thought that took a w- long way out of it. Um, another thing I didn't like about it was <laughs> the um, oh God, I had her name. What's her name? Which one? Which girl? Um, passive girl. Who's Yui. also good at basketball. Oh, uh, Ka- Kamiya. Kamiya, yeah. People rave about the Kamiya arc. I hated the Kamiya arc. I hated the Kamiya arc, be- not because of necessarily Kamiya, but because of how Shikimori handled it. When she found out that Kamiya liked Izumi, she was like, it's good to address your feelings, which is like true. But then also she ripped up the stupid number that she had been looking for. And I thought that was the dumbest thing in the world. It, it was their one year anniversary because it was the school festival. They got together partly because they like went and did this number thing together. Right. And like, they wanted to do it again for their anniversary, but Shikimori rips up the numbers. So they can't do that for some girl that she doesn't know because that girl has a crush on her boyfriend. Like I get trying to be supportive of someone and like, that is good, but you can also take a picture with your boyfriend and be supportive of that person. You didn't need to make it as melodramatic as you wrote it. Like, at least in my opinion. Um, I'm going to let Rifle talk for a bit, because I don't want to talk about the show for an hour. So Rifle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the the big issue, uh, one of the big issues of the show 
was that a lot of people were on the hype train from last season. Hundred percent. With a uh, uh, dress up darling. I take no. I take no. This is not true. I don't think this is true. I hate because this is a thing Shikamori fans do. I'm sorry for interrupting your rifle after I just told you to talk, but <laughs> Shikimori fans, this is a thing they do if you look online. If you do not like Shikimori, they say you were too hyped for it because of the dress up darling comparisons, or you were expecting the wrong kind of show. You just don't like slice of life shows, or you just don't like except boys who are like Izumi or something. And it's like, no, none of those things are the problem. The problem is that the show is kind of bad. Anyways, please continue. <laughs> I mean, those aren't wrong. I'm just saying for a lot of people. I agree with both. Just, yeah, a lot of people were just hyped for this show because of the PV we were given. We were given this very, it looked like a dominant female character, uh, especially with the scenes she was shown in, just standing over Izumi. Uh dominating him <laughs> and then we get what we got and it was uh for a lot of people not what we expected uh or i expected i still had a fine time with it uh but every episode was just you know your typical stuff they go to the festival they go down to the river they have school festival it wasn't very it wasn't dramatic as much save for like the middle i guess where they had that other girl that liked Izumi uh, because he actually didn't see her as someone popular. He just sat down and chatted with her. Uh, I do agree his... The beginning focused a lot on his bad luck just to emphasize it, and later on it just kind of dwindled. Went away. But But then sometimes it came back. I think, yeah, just to to show, yeah, he has bad luck. Don't forget about that. Uh, I think... The show surprisingly had fun characters though, like Hachimitsu. Uh I liked her school festival uh school field day episode, uh where she can't run. She's like the weak stamina. Uh I also liked the parents for Izumi. Uh how supportive they were, how engaging they were, the dichotomy between his family and Shikimori's. Uh this they both are supportive of their kids, but with Izumi's family, they're more engaged with them, whereas it, there's kind of like a distance between Shikamori. Uh, I just think for me, I do agree, though. It kind of... I like the characters. I like the palette of the show. The issue is it didn't really stand out too much as the rom-com. I really wish that Shikimori dominated uh, Izumi. The The problem is that they're both, you know, this emote where they like, you put your fingers together, like the ooh-woo-woo thing? They're, they're, they're both that emote. It's just one can, like, roundhouse kick Chuck Norris, and the other one gets a staph infection from flossing his teeth. It's like, <laughs> like... They're the the, the 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 fun dynamic with like um <laughs> the fun dynamic with like relationships is <laughs> Okay, hold on, I got I got yeah, get, it, get it out, get, get it out. Oh, oh god I'm <laughs> I just <laughs> Oh, oh. Quality content. 
okay. Uh, I'm sorry Ooh. for that, Pete. I had to mute myself. I just uh, couldn't stop laughing. Oh, uh, okay. Oh Ooh, bring it in. Bring it in. Okay. Um, the dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can do this. I can do this. I promise I can do this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the dynamic between them at times was like, I don't know. I didn't have as much of a problem with it. I think I know what you're going to say. Shikimori has as many of those, like, I'm flustered moment as, like, Izumi did. Um, and she's sometimes shy, and she sort of gets all, like, uh, you know, like, not tsundere-y, but, like, like the, ooh, like, I'm flustered because my boyfriend's not nice. And, like, I liked that they shared that. I don't, me personally, I don't think I wanted that very dominating Shikimori, like, I guess a Marin might be. Because I think that they were trying to do a more realistic couple. And I think that they, like, succeeded at that, like, 70% of the time. And it was just some of that time... They failed and that hurt the seventy. Are you, can you can you go now? Pete? Yeah, I yeah, I think I'm good. It, it, was, it, it was more <laughs> of just like how you know how like in the last episode, like Izumi finally, it feels like he like takes a step in their relationship. Like he's like really close to her. He's like, I love you. Like I'll do like that. And then then you find out like you know they've been dating for like over a year, and like this is like the farthest they've gotten in the relationship. And I I wish that there was like a. Because Shikamori hinted at the other side. I wish it was like one of them wanted more in their relationship. It seemed like they, they honestly felt like friends who hold hands. And that's not what I was looking for in like the romance element of the show. You see, you see, I, yeah. what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I mean, I, I agree. So like they're technically dating, but there are some things. It felt like they were sort of feeling each other out for like the first year of the relationship. And then in the finale, they're like, let's actually date. Right? Like, that's sort of what it felt like to me. When Shikimori is explaining to Kamiya why she wants the number, she says, the boy I like has the other number. And that's like, not my boyfriend. The boy I like. And like, that's, to me, that was so weird, because one, that's a much harder way to get the number, because it's less definitive, you know? You can just be like, hey, my boyfriend has that. Do you mind giving me your number? And like, then Kamiya instantly knows that she has no shot and they don't have to do this weird thing where she finds out like hours later or whatever. Mm. And like, I guess maybe that's why they did it. But like, like I don't know. Like, I guess I'm married at this point, but I want to be like, oh yeah, the girl I like is in the, the room over there. Like that's, that's my wife. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, it, it, you know, I understand that having dated eight months or whatever in high school is not the same thing as getting is being married like that's obviously quite different but i think that uh, i don't know about that yeah good point um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah honestly yeah no i agree um <laughs> nothing lasts longer than high school relationships um but like uh, to me they could have shikamori is supposed to i would have liked it if she she wanted to kiss izumi and izumi's like a little shy and he didn't really figure it out until later and stuff but i wish that she had just taken the initiative like shy little laharan did yeah and when they were on the gondola and izumi's like shikamori i love you which was like a really cute scene like i liked that i liked that he worked up that courage i wish that she had been like yeah i love you too and then just kissed him on the lips like like she yeah. wanted to do um but we didn't 
we didn't get that. The show just felt like so many times it could have it could have gotten there. And then like all of those times it just didn't get there. Like even the Hachimitsu episode, which I know Pete and rifle both liked um, about the track thing. Uh, Well, I didn't say I liked it. I'm indifferent. It's whatever. Okay. Um, I had an issue with it because like she, she kind of, she fucks up during it. She does all this training and stuff and then fails, but then, but then they win. And then she's like, yay, we won, but like, wouldn't I don't know? I just feel like the message should be like, yeah, like you fell and like, but you got up and you tried your hardest and you practiced a lot for this, and now you can run better. Like you've still accomplished something, even if we didn't win the five by two hundred relay. Yeah, um, which is not a real thing. Um, but maybe in Japan, yeah, maybe. Um, but like, and I guess it's just like field day or whatever, right? Yeah. You can do whatever you wanted. Track um, and field day, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's sort of, to me, like, they had a chance to, like, do a message there, and then they just, like, kind of tried to have it both ways. Um, And I, I didn't really like that. That's just the way that I felt the show was a lot of the time. It just tried to have its cake and eat it, too, mm-hmm. a lot, and it, it really hurt it for me. That's That's what I think. Gotcha. Rifle, did you have any final thoughts before we get to our rating? Uh... Honestly, this just felt like an inferior version of uh, Tony Kawa. Uh, I just felt like Izumi was just like the main NASA, but yep. he didn't have that skill set. And yo, it's NASA yeah, fucks, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, at the point, at this moment, he has it. But are you sure least... about that? I, I mean, I, I'm talking about just the anime. Yeah. Season. Are you sure about that? <laughs> but uh. He has his own skill set, and he's already his situation's different than Izumi. They get like married, and so and they barely interacted. Whereas with Izumi, like we said, they've had a year of their relationship, and this is as far as we've gotten. Yeah, Kaguya spoiler season three. If you haven't got there, I'm gonna <laughs> mention this really quick. The entire point of the first two and a half seasons of Kaguya is how stupid Kaguya and Shiragana are being for not just admitting that they like each other. And, like, there's stuff that they're trying to get past, and that's, like, great and everything. But, like, the narrator talks on end about how dumb they're being. Um, I think this is correct. They get together and kiss before Shikimori and Izumi do, even though they started dating a year before. Because it's their second year of high school culture festival those are going to be around the same time and like to me that just sort of shows this thing with it where like there's like the other rom-coms that are surrounding this show in this season do some of the things that this show was trying to do yep just better than this show correct And, and this show does do some things good but it doesn't consistently do them good. And I think that there's... God, I think I hate Shikamori so much because I feel like it has potential and it doesn't grab any of it. And that's the issue with it for me. I I think that's a really good point. Let's get to our final uh, thoughts and ratings. Uh, To me, it's kind of like what Miles said. There's other shows this season that what I was looking for in a rom-com style of a show that was just handled better the 
the fact that like Shikamori can like jump nine feet and then kick an air conditioner is addressed in the first episode and then in the last scene of the last episode and it's kind of just like not really there like it's not like prominent and then like the miles said earlier ease me like having bad luck at times and then not at times it's just whatever convenient to the plot was kind of whatever i think it's just been easier if you just made like easy me like like a klutz or something like that and it would just make way more sense she said like bad balance like oh he fell over or something like that that'd be way more easier than an air conditioning falling from the sky the supporting cast i lo- i think i liked the show more when they were like a group of five or four than when it was just shikamori and izumi which is like the exact opposite of what i usually look for like something like hori mia where Hori and uh, Miyamura, I love their dynamic, and I love when it's just those two, and then they're they're in their sphere. To me, that's like what I'm looking for in that style of rom-com, and then when when they're in the group, it's just like a fun scene, and then this is just like, I was looking forward to seeing uh, Yui, I was looking forward to seeing the chick who, what's her name, Q, I was like looking forward to their dynamic and their conversations together more than the actual romance angle. Uh, I'm gonna give this show a five- uh yeah it was fine average that's what mouse says average it was it was it was fine i don't know if i would like recommend it to anybody but uh yeah i mean i watched it it's a show and that's all oh god um this is hard for me um i do like i i I like the side characters on this in a lot of these rom-coms i find that i like the side characters more than i like the main couple um that was true for my senpai is annoying. That was true for uh, kind of Wodakoi. Um, I really liked, you know, H- Hachimitsu. I liked Kamiya's character. I liked Nekozaka and Inuzaka, Zuka, Zuka, whatever. The cat person and the dog person. Uh, I liked the characters. It's episode 11 of the show. They, they do the plot twist. And the plot twist of this show is that all along, Shikamori was just trying to be a cutie. And I've been trying to process that for like two days to figure out what my thoughts on that were. Because I think that that's to me what showed the potential of the show to me. Because she says, like, I want to be a cute girl. But then she says, or maybe not, I don't really know. And I think that there's like so much power in that line. Because it. I think that the show is supposed to be about breaking these anime trope stereotypes, which is why I don't want Shikamori to be like exactly like Marin. You know what I mean? I don't want her to be that over uh, lording on Izumi domination thing just a hundred percent of the time. I want her to be a fleshed out character. Um, And I think that they like almost get there. And I think that, I'm going to raise my score one point. I'm going to give this Ooh, a six. Damn. Um, yeah, I I think that the last couple of episodes don't entirely get there, but they get there enough for me to be like, I, I see merit in this show. Like, more than, mind you, I don't like the show. Like, I don't like the show like a six. I probably like the show like a four, mm-hmm. but I think what they're doing and what they were trying to achieve did manage to come together in some point. And if this entire show had been like that one line from Shikamori, I probably would have given this show like a nine. 
Um, Damn. And so, so I don't know. I guess I have some amount of hope for it in theory. Um, I might go back down to a five, but like I, I have just such weird feelings about the show where I see things that I could have liked or I could work out or I think might be, I don't know, this is an obnoxious word, but deep. You know what I mean? And and like maybe I can get there. And I, for right now, I'm going to give it that six and I'm going to just keep on working at it because I, I people do like it. I think there has to be something there and I'm just going to keep digging for right now. Right on. Rifle. Yes. I'll just go back to my thing uh, with the whole Tony Kawa. Uh, even though as far as we, we see that there's something mysterious going on behind the scenes with Tony Kawa, where it's like the moon Kaguya and all that. And so with Shikimori, watching the opening, I thought there was going to be more to their relationship, more as to why he has this insane bad luck, why Shikimori has her physical, her athletic attributes. And episode 11 happens, and we see those scenes, and they were not as dramatic as I was expecting. Uh, They were fine, but I just had a different picture imagining it. I didn't feel like it paid off. Uh, I thought the show had a lot of cute moments. They were quite generic, but they were cute. Like uh, Izumi's mother kind of teasing Shikamori and all that. Uh, It was just a fine show. I didn't have really any qualms with it too much. Uh, I like the color palette of the hairs. Uh, those Church stuck out for me. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, just for me, I think this was a very good show. The issue is, like, when I step back, it's nothing remarkable. It didn't really stand out a lot to me. That's why I think it's a 6 out of 10. All right. Two sixes and a five. And before we get to our... Uh, final show of the episode we are doing our speed rounds this is any show that we either watched or dropped in a very quick format in our score uh miles did you want to start i don't even know if you dropped or watched anything else this season uh the only thing that i have watched this season that we haven't talked about because we'll end next season is i will just shout out like go start summertime render it's an amazing show um it is not done yet it is two core um but that that's it for me Right on. Um, speed round done. Rifle, you're up. Okay, so I got quite the list. Uh, Heroines run the show. I uh, was a bit iffy on that show. Uh, it was an original show, but I guess the male characters were from another series. Uh, I like the main character's design, uh, especially her eyebrows. Uh, I came into the show, and it was quite nice, uh, just the art style of it all. It was cute. I didn't think I was going to like the show, but it turns out I did. I gave that a 7 out of 10. Ascendance of a Bookworm Season 3. Uh, it's just your usual stuff uh, of the main character inventing items to make books. Uh, she makes a printing press and learns how to make colored ink. Uh, the only real conflict is uh, her having to leave her family because of what she poses to other people as a power source. Uh, it didn't really hit for me as much, but I can still appreciate it. That's why I get to 7 out of 10. Science Fell in Love Season 2. 
Should have ended around episode six, honestly. Uh, everything else, I think it was average. It was okay. Uh, it should have been like a five out of six, but when it hit episode 12, that's when it got the ridiculous ending it did, where it took a serious moment of attempted gang rape and yeah. added comedic value to it, which did not hit for a lot of people like me, and so it dropped my score to a 4 out of 10. I'm quitting heroing. Uh, Hero joins the demon side. It was nice to see it was a reverse isekai, technically, as well as we see his past, his backstory. Uh, 7 out of 10 for me. Tomodachi game. It's just Amogus. That's all it is. Uh, I like the four-level chess game they had, basically. So just showing this guy's thinking ahead. 7 out of 10. Data Live 4. Very plot-heavy, surprisingly. Uh, new studio that did Data Bullet, and will probably doing Season 5. Uh, I like the art style and CGI battles they had, but they weren't too bad. And we had Best Girl Kurumi with her backstory. So, 8 out of 10. Komi-san, very fun. I felt like it was lackluster compared to Season 1. I, uh... But we do get a lot more romance. I wasn't a fan of the OP, but I loved the ED. 8 out of 10. Skeleton Knight, it was nice to see his type of attitude, his personality. It was generic isekai, but it was still fun. 7 out of 10. Executioner of Way Life, probably the only one uh, who rates it this high. Uh, I like the world building it had. I know people didn't like the characters, but I found them fine. 7 out of 10. Netflix stuff. Uh, they had Spriggan, never heard of it, very episodic and repetitive, relic hunting, and they had very nice combat, 7 out of 10. And last one is Vampire in the Garden. I love the OST of it. Uh, the world building was quite nice, though typical, and characters were quite fine. I gave them an 8 out of 10. Right on. Nice list. All right, I'm going to start with the shows I dropped first, and then the shows I finished. Shows I dropped. First up, The Greatest Demon Lord is Reborn. It's just a bad version of the Misfit Demon King Academy. Uh, the Executioner's Way of Life. I thought the first episode was all over the place. I couldn't get into it at all, so I dropped it. Love All Play, one of the worst sports animes I've ever seen in my entire life. That shit was trash. Healer Girl, I don't even think it's that bad. It just ran into the issue where I was watching, like, 22 shows this season. And it something had to, I only had so much time and that got cut. Shows I did finish. Uh, Daimon or Recipe for Happiness, a fantastic slice of life. Similar to Grimgar, the, the backgrounds are watercolors. It's such a nice touch. It's a very well done story of other people's like backstories coming together as one, as like a family that runs this candy shop. I thought it was fantastic. <clears throat> one of the best slice of life I've seen in recent time. I give it a nine. Skeletonite. Typical Isekai, it was fun, it was dumb, six. Science Fell in Love, uh, that show was trash, a two. Demon Girl Next Door, uh, season two. Love Demon Girl Next Door. If you're a fan of comedy with magical girls, you should check it out. It's an eight. In the heart of Kunochi Tsubaki, uh, really interesting dynamic of an all-female ninja team that are afraid of men. It was silly, it's done by the person who does Takagi, saw on six. Uh, Don't Hurt My Healer, fucking great show. Um, the show is so funny. If the, the I feel like if the main character was a man, that or the, the healer character was a man, it would be way more re well received. But the fact that the female is the troll character, I feel like people are hating on her. She is fantastic. I love Clara. Uh, eight out of ten. RPG real estate. 
really good slice of life if they did add all the fan service the fan service was so fucking random about a show about renting houses to like wizards uh six uh miss sachu and the little baby ghost probably the best ayashiki i've seen in like forever i fucking love this show it was so relaxing it was it was so like relieved my stress watching the show i love these like ayashiki styles of shows about like being overworked and just having like something to come home to and stuff like that uh eight out of ten watch bastard on netflix uh super etchy really degrading towards women but the show was fun i gave it a seven <laughs> i was also watching this at ax with uh with like about with the boys while we were pre-gaming we watched bastard and so i'm not gonna lie the environment actually added to it if i was watching this by myself it's probably a five but there are some cool aspects to it uh comey kind of like what uh rifle said a little lackluster this season if we get a third season and best girls finally introduced then i'm on board i gave it a seven and a shout out to the fruits basket movie that i saw i didn't do a review episode but i fucking loved it 10 out of 10 so good all right that was the speed round we are done and we are moving on to currently the number one ranked show on mal and that is season three of kaguya-sama love is war ultra romantic um, me and Miles are manga readers. We knew it was coming. I fucking loved what was adapted and what we got. But gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on Kaguya-sama. Yeah, so I I called the show being number one on Mal like two years ago. Uh, when season two happened, I was like, there's ever a season three. It's just going to be number one on Mal for at least a week. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I didn't say the last part. We're on um, nine days now. I know we're going at it. Um, uh, the show is amazing. Uh, the show is amazing since season one, but I think season three really, honestly, just ramped it up a complete other level. It was phenomenal what they were able to do with it. I think that the direction was able to make like massive improvements. They just decided to say fuck it, and they did. There was like so many like Monogatari vibes in here. Um, not so much like scantily clad children wise, but more like really like novel um like direction and shot composition and everything they did um where they had like just homages to so many different things that played into the plot in like perfect ways, like they had that like what was that music video from the 80s that they did like a hot the aha yeah take on yeah me. yeah it's just like they had so many things like that that were just cool so many easter eggs to things that were neat they enhanced scenes and so the way that they did the rap scene which was like already so cool in the manga to like really make it use the medium of animation to its absolute fullest so many of these adaptation shows just animate the manga, but Kaguya, and, you know, this is alone for it, but whoever's behind this, whatever that staff is at A1, they think, how can we do this differently to make the best way of doing this as possible? Um, the show is so good. I'll get into the characters and stuff later. Rifle, what were your thoughts? Uh... Honestly, it's just Kage, you know. Uh, you gotta expect uh, greatness from it, and that's what we got. Uh, really banger opening we had. 
Uh, and I especially like the two EDs we had from it. I was quite oh, shocked. Yes. We got that uh that rap ED, which was quite nice. Uh, as well as, uh, what was it, this reference to Star Troopers, if I'm Starship correct? Troopers, yes. It's so good. Uh, uh, it's also a reference well. to season one with the, the way, like, it's a reference to the season one ED. It's a continuation of that. And then it's a reference to the scene in season two, which is the best scene in the history of everything, where they're on the roof together and stargazing, and Miyuki talks about how, like, if he was the emperor from the tale of the bamboo cutter, he would have yeah. drank in the immortality potion and gone to the frickin' moon to get Kaguya back, and that's what the story of the ED is. He's he sees a blimp after his plane fails, realizes flight is possible, and then downs the potion. There's so much, like, meaning and symbolism and references in these EDs. It is outstanding. Sorry, continue. Spitting. <laughs> no, no, you did. That was really uh, nice to uh, disclose all that. Uh, and we got to see that rap as well, which I just love Chica just saying. <laughs> her phrase it was, very <laughs> it was very shocking and i was happy for it to me the worst thing about love is war this season was the op and it was fantastic so <laughs> this show i i knew what i was going to expect like miles said they 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 took it to the next level they 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 take these scenes that I fell in love with with reading the manga and just elevated. The rapping scene is now my, I think it's probably my second favorite episode behind episode 11 in season two. Just, just wonderful. The progression with um, Subane and Ishigami towards the end is really fun because now we're entering that like dynamic. Uh, we'll get more into, I don't want to spoil anything or, or hint at anything, but what we're going to be getting next season is going to be really fun with Ishigami and just his dynamic and I, I don't know i know i know pat mentioned like the stanford thing i think for like anime only people i feel like that like kind of caught uh, caught people off guard and like you know the the whole time that they're, they're taking these steps towards who's going to confess first and then he kind of drops this bombshell and it's like okay we can't play games anymore like and it kind of like shifted the tone a little bit to the to the story and that's what i love about it i love it's also foreshadowed he is seen holding multiple books throughout the series and like you have to look at this right this is something that's going to fade in the background for most people but he has a book on like the sats and he has a book on um testing into english schools for japanese students right so like if you're really paying attention you could see this coming um, but you don't see it coming, you know, so that they can do the surprise and stuff, but it's like, they add stuff to the world so that if you are really paying attention, you can catch that, right? Like, it's not a surprise. Yeah, that's, it's really fun. Uh, there, it, it, it's a really good dynamic between being, especially this season, being serious, but having that fun vibe to it still as well. Like, the, the confession scene is uh, when they're on the watchtower is this spectacle but it's like really fun but it's like this very serious moment between the two 
And it's the same thing with Ishigami, like accidentally confessing to Subami and having like this whole arc of her debating whether she should go for it with uh, Ishigami or not. And the writing is just so well done how they can mix these styles together and just complete what this is. Why it's number one on Mal. It's a masterpiece. It's so well done. I, Miles, I know you have, you can dive into everything more since you are like, this is like your number one manga, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's up there for me, but it's not my number one. But let me hear your thoughts on like the characters or what else you want to talk about. Yeah, so, like, God, the thing that I really think, and, you know, and this isn't, like, some crazy, like, everyone knows this, but, like, I, I think it's worth pointing out um, in case people just sort of, like, haven't thought about it. It's just something they understand by watching the show is how in this show every character has a relationship with another character that is unique to that pair of people. Um, Kaguya and Ishigami have a relationship. Kaguya and Chika have a relationship. And that's different than Ishigami and Chika's relationship. And that's different than Miyuki and Chika's relationship. And that's like, they don't, they all have friendships and relationships and inside jokes with each other. And it's like a real group of friends and a real group of people that are fleshed out spectacularly. It is outstanding. Um, like, it, to, Oh god, I just like the scene like you have a comedy scene where Chika is trying to convince her sister to not have a crush on uh Shiragane because it, it, the way that she views Shiragane and their relationship is that Chika is this mentor to Shiragane for like things that require dexterity and stuff like that and she sort of views him as this hapless person who has to struggle to do everything and you know, that's completely different to how Kaguya views him, even though she knows that stuff because she admires the hard work that's been put in because she's been handed everything in her life. And the fact that someone has been able to supplant her as far as skill is concerned, even though she started from this point of elevated privilege to her, is why she's in love with him. And, like... They, they have this wonderful explanation of why this confession took so long, and it wasn't because... It was because they wanted to be comfortable with themselves. They didn't view themselves as adequate for these people that they were in love with. And it's just so, so good. There's so much nuance. Like, it, this is even stupid K Shiragane, mm -hmm. someone who is a character that is in, like, not a ton of episodes, who's just, a, you know, little sister character or whatever has that scene where you find out she's been storing all of the money that we know Miyuki gives her for Christmas every year that he, you know, puts away or whatever, because she knows that he's doing that and she knows that the family needs the money. So when he needs to get new clothes, she's like, I've been saving up for this. And it's like, it's that sort of thing that in most other shows, your little sister character doesn't have that level of nuance. She doesn't have a separate relationship with other secondary and tertiary characters in a way. Um, what we got with um, Maki this season and how she really helped both Shiragane and Ishigami go after the girls they liked because she didn't act fast enough. And this entire, like the first two seasons, you've seen her in the background pining 
after Nagas' boyfriend, whose name I forget, but they make a joke about how we only heard it in the third season. Um, and, like, just how good her character is. is It's like, they have a relationship with her that's different than Kaguya's relationship with her. None of the, these characters all have tropes and stuff that are incorporated into them, but none of them are defined by their tropes. None of them are their tropes. It's like, you know, no one, like, people act like Sundarays. No one is a Sundaray in this show. Um, and I think that's just what makes it so, so good. And I'm so excited for the movie that got announced. I can't wait. That arc is amazing. Um, I think that that's probably my thoughts on it. I could, if anyone else wants to say anything, I'm sure I'll say more. <laughs> I, it's like, I, I don't know if I could top what you said. Your level of passion. This is like me with Berserk. It's just like, if you give me the mic, I'm not stopping. So, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I fucking love the show. I had a blast watching it. As soon as the episode was launched, I was watching it. It's it's just it it deserves its number one spot. It, there's a reason why it's there. There's a reason why so many people are going out and giving this a ten. It's not it's not a troll job like they did with um the reviewer show. This is the real deal. This if this is well thought out, fleshed out story with all these different genres together, and it mixes it together, and it's perfect. I fucking love Love Is War. Rifle, uh, do you have anything you want to add before Miles goes on another one? Uh, honestly, I think just Miles, his whole uh, praise of the show has really added more to it. Uh, I do agree, just all this interconnectivity each person has with each other. Uh, I like the uh, <laughs> the running gags they brought along, especially introducing, uh, I think, what was it? The, uh, the who was it? Uh, Miko, I think it was, uh, with her uh, uh, earbuds. Yes. Uh, oh, so good. <laughs> how, <laughs> uh, and then later on, it's brought up again for their uh, horror house for audio and they had to do a retake for it <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> poor her but yeah i just think this whole season has been a very fun they managed to bring in that sort of rush to confess with each other and the confession itself was just extraordinary uh shiragane very much thought it out and i just loved it it was fun way to confess uh, and I got nothing else to say about it. Miles, yeah, take it away, man. If you got anything else you want to say. Yeah, I just like, I, I don't know. It, to me, to me, I just resonate with these characters so much. And I think it's like, it, it's just so outstanding to me. Like I, some people I think would see Shiragane's confession and be like, wow, that's like probably really over the top. But I was the kid who went to a beach and got a bunch of rocks and stuff and spelled out, will you go to prom with me? And like rocks and spent like hours doing these things like in high school. Like I was. You're an ultra romantic. <laughs> yes. Um, the name of the show. Um, but uh, they do do that bit in the uh, in the show, you know, so it's just like, to, to me, even some of these over the top parts just remind me of like, the way that I used to handle crushes and stuff with high school was very similar to Miyuki, where I was like, I have to work hard, I have to do all of these things so that I can be the best person I can be so that I am desirable to this person that I care about. And like, 
it's interesting because in some ways it's like a very unhealthy uh way to do it and the show sort of shows that with how tired he is all the time yeah um but like on the other hand the worst case scenario is that you've bettered yourself even if it doesn't work out but like in this case it seems like it is and that's just it's great um I don't know. There's just so I, I think every part of this show is just so well thought out and crafted and the camera angles are decided on this the soundtrack, what references they're going to use to what shows are thought out for specific scenes, why they everything they do is done for a reason. And the fact that like they have interconnected EDs that reference other media that reference the the story that this is like based off of in some ways that reference its previous seasons is just so impressive to me that they can have all of this sort of interconnectivity in here. Um, I don't know. I, I'm done. I love this show. No, that's good. <laughs> like, I think we should get to our final thoughts and ratings. Uh, to me, this is everything I expected and more from a manga that I have at a 10 out of 10. And so no surprise, I'm going to give this show a 10 loved everything about it. Can't wait for the movie. If you're sleeping on Love is War, better wake up, bro. This is this is the good stuff. This is probably number one or number two for anime of the year right now. So for me, at least. So, yep. 10 out of 10. No qualms. How about we go rifle and then Miles, you can finish it. Uh, Yeah, it was like I said, it was as expected. It was great piece of work. Uh, I had a very great time with each episode uh, weekly. It was fun just seeing the type of stuff they could do to top uh, the prior episode. Uh, I love the amount of work they put into the show itself, uh, such as the EDs and the opening. It was, if the sources are correct, it was impressive that, uh, what was it, a, a teen animated that one ED. Oh, that ED, yeah. Uh, I just think that's just quite impressive uh, and great that the studio even let something like that happen. Uh, just overall, this show was very great. A lot of expectations, and they delivered. Uh, I give it a 10 out of 10. All right, Miles, I think I have an idea of what you're going to rate it, but please go ahead. Yeah, so this is a pretty solid 9 out of 10 for <laughs> yeah, me. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I gave this a 10 out of 10. There, was, there wasn't a world where they didn't butcher this, and I gave it a 10 out of 10, and they did whatever the reverse of butchering is. Um, <laughs> it was such an amazing, amazing adaptation of this manga. Um, I loved all of it. I think that just one quick thing to highlight was Shiragani getting good at rapping to show I that like that that's something someone would do that like you should have faith in people to like improve and that she can be someone and she doesn't have to resign herself to the to the role she's had and she can talk about her feelings and stuff and like she doesn't need to hide within these like personalities and stuff you have this really positive platonic relationship between a male and female character. I feel like we don't get a ton of that in anime and media in general, right? Cause like you want to like ship these characters. They want some sort of romantic tension and everything. And like the show just, I think does such a good job of making these characters human 
And that's why I resonate with it so much. The thing that I talked about Shikamori trying to do and sometimes succeeding and sometimes failing at is what I think the show succeeds at essentially 100% of the time. Um, I mean, I haven't, you know, I don't know. We don't have enough time for me to talk about all the intricacies of everything I loved about the show and that I will once the movie comes out and all of that. But like, there's just so much, so much great stuff. I really suggest, um, you know, if you haven't watched it, watch it. If you've watched it, go see what people are saying about it, because I, you know, I didn't just come up with all that stuff I said by myself, obviously. And like, I think there's so much stuff there that reading what other people thought and what they noticed and the intricacies of these relationships that they think will enhance the way that you view this so much, because there's just so much there. And so I I would really ask that you do that if you like the show. If you don't like it, honestly, that's fine. I get it. Um, and you don't need to like go and force yourself to like it, but if you liked it, look into it more because I think there's so much stuff to, to gather from it is my thought. Absolutely. Three tens. Couldn't say any better. Thank you, Miles, for being our resident, uh, Kaguya-sama expert, because that was way more fleshed out and well, well more detailed than I could ever imagine saying. So thank you for that. I mean, boys, we've been talking for two and a half hours. I think we're going to call it. Thank you so much for listening. If you are watching, listening, whatever uh, platform you're listening or watching us on, please leave a comment, a review, a thumbs up on whatever platform you're on. It's the best way to support us. If you want to come talk anime with us, the link tree is in the description below. We have access or links to our Discord, our Twitter, etc. Next week for Watch Club, we will be doing... Uh, beyond the boundary and then following that is back to uh, non-watch club stuff I believe we'll be doing our first impressions of the currently airing season Uh, look forward to that in two weeks so thank you so much and we will see you next time